tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Good morning, welcome along to Tip Today, a rather special Tip Today. We continue our tour of the county as part of the Tip Today Village Tour. Today we find ourselves in the beautiful village of Lockmore and we're here in the cottage right in the heart of Lockmore, an area steeped in culture and history and we'll explore uh, that today. Just to give you a a sense of place, if you're not too sure, the village on the banks of the River Shore, about 5.5k from Templemore, about 10k from Thurlis, and that's uh, where we are. It's a frosty morning out there, but it's gorgeous in here with the smell of cooking and the smell of coffee and good vibes indeed. We'll have a, a full house of guests uh, to talk to right through uh, the morning, but the most important thing is if you're in the area, you want to pop in and... Uh, uh, experience some fantastic hospitality and say hello. We would be delighted uh, to see you. Now, first of all, this morning, I'm delighted to be joined by Mary Fogarty. And Mary has a cheek to tell me that she's nervous this morning. Mary, how are you? I'm really good, friend. Really um, good. Thank lo- you. Lovely to be here, Mary. And what a place this is and what a project this has been over the years as well. How did you end up with the cottage in Lockmore, Mary? Well, it arose out of a need, really, friend, because all the businesses had closed in the village and we saw there was a need for somewhere for, for people could go to just to meet and then for to provide a service. Uh, the shop provides just a, a basic uh, shopping service for the locality. And, yeah, and it has surpassed all our expectations since we started. So much so that everybody's stealing the idea now. Yeah, and, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. And that's what we'd like to see. And more the merrier, yeah, because we have had 20 more other communities throughout Ireland not from north to south to, to open and they're all thriving. Isn't it great? Yeah, my own village of Anacarty there with the beautiful tea rooms and that's going going yeah. a bomb there as well. Um, of course, this is my first time being in this version of the cottage. Mm-hmm. I was in the older version of it all right. What, yeah. what happened there, Mary? Why, why uh, the transition? Well, we actually outgrew, would you believe it? Yeah. We outgrew the building. We were just so busy and we needed extra space and fortunately this building uh, became vacant and we... Uh, came down and we renovated it and we um, we knew what we wanted second time round if you know yes. what I mean so uh, we were delighted with our new space we're thrilled to bits and we have a fine car park out the back mm. and yeah it's great and it's That's completely great, yeah. um, accessible for everybody there's no steps and wide doors and it's, we have disability uh, access which is fabulous which is great indeed yeah. you maintain all the features of the old cottage here don't you I mean it's very yeah. cleverly integrated into what yeah. was the new? Yeah, we had an amazing builder. Yeah. He was just amazing. And we did, we did, we retained the old back window here in the in the porch and it's, we just wanted to keep the old and the new and marry them together and he did it so well. Mm. And when we were opening on our opening day, I said, God, Tony, you did a great job. And he said to me, Mary, he said, I built the building but you put the soul in it well that's and and doesn't that sum it up indeed, yeah well, it does indeed what yeah. It is, yeah. And yeah. were you surprised that i mean not only is it a facility for for Lockmore and the surrounding area but people are coming on visits here now from all over the place yeah, it's actually become a destination yeah and we can't believe it ourselves we just can't believe it it's absolutely miraculous what has happened and i think when something good happens um it, it spreads yes 
and people just love to come here and they love the atmosphere and I suppose maybe the welcome that they get. And it's like walking into your own kitchen. Of course, yeah. It's like having a visitor all day. We'll, we'll be talking sport later on and sport's so important to uh, the locality. But it always strikes me about Lockmore maybe. There's a great sense of community, isn't there? Oh, we there? have the most amazing community yeah. here in Lockmore. The, the, the feeling between all the parishioners and we all work together and we're everybody has each other's back. Mm. And you know, we all support each other no matter what's going on. The GA support us, we support... You know, and vice versa, and we have an amazing relationship with the local national school, mm. and it, it all works. We have lovely groups coming in. We have the knitting group on a Tuesday. We have the mothers and babies coming in. With so many people using the facility here, it's just lovely to see it. It's a joy to see what's happening. Isn't it great? How does it work with the mix of staff and volunteers, Mary? How does really, that work? Really, really well. Yeah. We started out. Maeve and I set up the mm. uh, original cottage, and we worked for about two years on a voluntary basis the two of us and it just got so busy we needed to employ somebody mm. so then we started to have employees but the vo our volunteers will never ever ever be able to thank them enough for what they do for us we have the most amazing volunteers that come in here and work giving their time freely to serve their community it's fabulous it's just fabulous but the reason they come in is because they want to come mm. in mm. and they, they come in and they enjoy being here and maybe to just to get out of the house, maybe just to learn. You know, we have kids coming in as well just to learn new skills. The mix is unreal, really. And there's absolutely no, um, how would you say, there's no aggro between anybody. Isn't between, that great to see? It's, yeah. it's, it's lovely. It's, everybody gets on and it's lovely. Part of that volunteer element is your brother Seamus. Will you tell us a little of Seamus? Oh, yeah, Seamus is amazing. Seamus is my brother and I'm very proud of him. And he lives up the road and he comes down here. He's here at every given opportunity and mm. he volunteers here. He comes down the evenings, he sweeps the floors, he washes the tables, he looks after all our flowers and he's so proud of the cottage. Anybody who meets Seamus, the first question you're asked is, have you been to the cottage? Everybody knows him. He's down in St. Cronin's today and it's killing him to be missing today Isn't here. Indeed. Yeah, he'd love to be here, but he has his play on and we're wishing him all the best of luck. But we have an amazing uh, relationship with St. Cronin's in general. If you happen to notice our flower bed out in the front garden, mm. they donated that to us and oh, James wow. looks after it right. for them. But they come up here regularly for to have tea and coffee and the clients love to come here because, as I said, they can pull in their bus out the back, walk in here, easy access. They're, they're welcome and they're comfortable and they love coming here. Isn't it fantastic altogether? Now, some of the, even the delivery people that you meet here, they're all part of it. We met Eddie yeah. Uh, yeah. this morning. Tell me about Eddie. Eddie comes here from Temple Two yeah. Foods and we just, he's just so lovely and it's so obliging. If we ring Eddie today, he comes tomorrow and he delivers to us and it's such a wonderful service. We get our different uh, products uh, delivered to us and they're such, they're, they're so loyal to us. Yes. and so dependable mm. and it's it's great for us and Eddie comes in and we'd have the chat and we'd he'd have the cup of coffee and it's lovely and he was here this morning so early and it was frosty and isn't that a wonderful service and but, he, but he made the point the only real reason he comes is for the is free for coffee, coffee. Well, we've all a... our food producers actually <laughs> I should mention all our food producers yeah. we've nine different local food producers and we're actually Tipperary uh, food champions here insofar as we um, serve um, the Tipperary food producers um, mm. food on our menu like we have the, the uh, in-house pudding and we have crows, ratters and Uno Dwyer's 
sausages and we have um, the Colini cheese for our, our salads and it's just wonderful to promote local food Isn't and that's what we're yeah. about. Um, for people listening to us in villages around the county or beyond, Mary, what, what advice do you have for them? Because this has become the heart and soul of the area. What yeah. would, I mean, if it's a notion that they have to start up something like this, what, yeah. what advice would you give? Yeah, I'd say go for it. Like, there's nothing that can really go wrong and if you really want to do it, you'll do it. Yeah. And if it's But you'll need the community behind you, Oh, you, you do. 100%. Yeah. 100%. We have about 90% of our parishioners are shareholders in this business. Imagine that. Wow. You know, there's 300 houses in this parish and we nearly have 300 shareholdings. Hmm. So that's an amazing support from the parish. But you have to need it and want it. Yes. Those are the two basic things that you need. And somebody to take charge and of somebody course. to look after we'll, it. We'll be meeting some people a little later on, Mary, and they're what we would call blow-ins. Even though in Anacarty, after 30-something years, I'm still a blow-in. But, but, there you, but, I mean, do you embrace the stranger here? Oh, absolutely. Everybody is embraced here. Everybody is embraced. And we, what's wonderful, I'd say, for a lot of young people that are after coming to live in the parish, We've discovered that since we started the cottage, um, I think it's about 17 or 18 different young couples have come back to live in Lockmore. Isn't that great? Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Wonderful. They come down here to the cottage, whether it is the young mothers come in, oh, it's lovely to see the new mothers coming in and meeting each other, and they become firm friends. We've had about two or three different circles of the mothers and babies groups now, and the first group started off and then they went back to work. Then the next lot of babies come in and we see the babies and next yeah. time they come in, they're walking. Do you know, it's just lovely and it's the same with the school. Some of the school children that uh, we knew when we started out in the other country, they're now working here and it's fabulous and they're learning new skills. I love the children. I just love to see them coming in and being with us and they get to learn to know their neighbours. They're, they're so well able to speak to the senior people when they come in and That's the senior great, people love that. Is that a fantastic opportunity for them? Oh, it is. Really oh, it is, yeah. yeah. But besides that, they learn how to manage a kitchen, how to wash yeah, up, how to do things. They may come in not knowing how to wash a spoon, but by the time they leave here, they have about 10 skills. Right. Which right. Is and it's an, in a lovely life. environment which is yes. no, not pressurised or, or anything like that absolutely, as well. Absolutely, yeah. Speaking of the, the gangs who come in here, hello to all the cleaning girls um, from the Garda College, from the late shift there. They were with you yesterday, yesterday. Mary, I think. Was yes, it okay? Yeah. And uh, they they tell me that they had a fantastic lunch here at uh, the cottage, and they want to wish everybody a very happy new year. Yeah. So, so that's just an indication of the kind of groups who decide to come here. For yeah, a minute. yeah, yeah. We get lovely, lovely groups, and we get great support from the Garda College, and we love them. And it's just lovely to see all the different people coming here and enjoying the the, the facilities that are here. And they're always welcome. They'll always be a welcome for people here. Nobody ever leaves here without somebody saying hello to them or goodbye to them, whichever. Yes. And you'll always be greeted and somebody will definitely acknowledge your presence in the place. Excellent. Well, Mary, thank you for hosting us today. We're delighted to be here. Uh, the coffee is gorgeous. The food is great, I'm told, as well. So it's great to be yeah, here. And, and, and if anybody is around, drop in is the message, yeah, isn't Absolutely, it? absolutely. Yeah. The door is open today. All right. Great to see you, Mary, and thank thanks you. very much indeed for having us here uh, today. We're here in Lockmore. Just in case you've just uh, joined us, we're in the famous cottage in Lockmore. Now, you can text us uh, today. Sadly, our WhatsApp uh, can't happen uh, because we're on OB, but if you want to text us with messages, it's 83 311 I'm joined now by two GAA stalwarts in the local community here. Our own match commentator 
and pundit Tom McGrath is with us and captain of the Tipperary Senior Hurling team, uh, the great Noel McGrath is with us as well. So good morning to you both and thanks very much indeed um, for being here today. Noel, can I start with you? A new era, I suppose, for Tipperary Hurlers under new management with Liam um, and to be named captain as well. It must be a fantastic honour. Yeah, it is. It's 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 a great honour to, to be asked to, to do the job um, and to lead the team. So it's something that I'm looking forward to um, heading into 2023. And um, yeah, new 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 setup there, and everybody's looking forward to that as well. And um, hoping to get tipped back, I suppose, to a competitive position in 2023. And um, I think everyone's looking forward to it. And um, when it comes around, um, everybody will be ready to go. I, I have to, as a non-sporty myself, Noel, I can't help but wonder about the role of captain. I mean, is it a very arduous one? Is it one that, that you know, you have to kick ass a bit? And How does that work? I know, look, I suppose, to be fair, most lads are, are able to look after themselves and everybody prepares well and trains well and, and does all the right things. So it's best to just lead by example and do the things that you normally do and... Um, just um, if anyone needs a helping hand or any questions that anyone has or anything that they need, you just help them along the way. Like, and um, I suppose you, you go out and perform and you train to the best of your ability then every day that you go and away from training, you're preparing as best you can and you're doing all the right things. And uh, yeah, that's just the way it is. And um, uh, I'll be no different then, but um, you have to perform on the field when you get out there as well. So um, that's what I'll be doing in 2023 and hoping that it'll go as well as we possibly can. Absolutely. And everybody in Tipperary is, is behind you for sure. Um, was it always hurling with you? I mean, were you steeped in sport all the time? I mean, your family is a, it's a dynasty of sport, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose since I can remember, like all I've been doing is going over to Castellini there um, for training been hurling our football um, from an underage um, even before I started playing going over um, watching the senior team train or whatever matches were on over there the minors or under 21s you were always going to them matches as well so I've loved it since I was very young and I still love it today as much as I did back then and I suppose that's where it came from was over in Kugilla, um where our training field is in Lockmore Castellini and um, I still love going over there today as much as I did 25 or 30 years ago, whatever it was, and I started. So, um, yeah, it's it's really enjoyable and it, it brings the community together and um, it's it's something that we all enjoy and we've made great friends through them and have had great times down through the years as well here in the parish with it. So hopefully we'll have many more to come as well in the future. I'm sure you will uh, in, indeed. I mean, it's an amateur sport, but I mean, it's professional level of everything else, isn't it? Ah, it is. It's it's time consuming and it does demand a lot of your time. But it's it, the enjoyment you get out of it far outweighs any of the negatives. And you hear a lot about the negatives and the time and all the different pressures that come with it. But like you, whether you're successful or not, you, you there's a lot of things that come out of it. A lot of traits that come out of it in people. It, um, brings out people's character and the enjoyment you get out of it, the friends that you make from not just from your own parish and club like but from other clubs and other counties and other parishes and I suppose from playing teams over the years like whether it's with Lockmore or with Tipperary like you get to know people in different ways and you might meet them you might meet them somewhere away from sport and you're able to chat to them and you have something in common with them and the memories that you get from it as well is great like over the last 15, 16 years that I've been playing senior in Lockmore, like some of the best days of our lives have been playing playing either hurling or football um, with the club, like so you get so much out of it and um, yeah, there is a lot of time involved in it but 
you, you do it because you love it and you enjoy it and that's the way I look at it and I'll do it for as long as I'm still enjoying it. Well, we're all delighted to hear that, Noel. Tom McGrath is with us as well. Tom, good morning to you. Lovely to be in your, your home place, Tom. I mean, so, GAA, sport, both hurling and football, it's so vital to the parish, isn't it? It's the, 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 the one sport that's synonymous with the place. Like, um, it is it's strange. Like, we had a man, Tom Hayes, captain of our first senior football team in recent times to win a county for 1973. And he, his thing was that he noticed at one stage that there was no, there was no soccer team. Now, I'm not anti-soccer, right? and I think the World Cup is going great at the moment and all that. But, yeah. And people from the parish have played other sports and people have played soccer. But the one thing, the one thing he says that if you're if you're going to start, he says don't call, don't call it names, just call it straight Lockmore, and Castellani as well, because like we're two two small, one village is smaller than the other. Yes. But I think the, fam- the point I'd make is that says, we'd be no good on our own. Nobody would be, no man is an island, and one village would be no good without the other. Like and it's they're two great villages, and like it's mainly it's his his hurling and football. But mm. I suppose last year. To, the, you'll probably hear it later on, like, but the, the ladies reformed. Absolutely, and yeah. Mary referred to the mothers and others as a yeah. group, like, but the ladies reformed, and like, it's them until uh, until a couple of weeks ago, it was the only silverware that had been won in the parish. They wow. reformed and they won the Junior B football county final. So that's a that's that's a big thing for them, like, and the ladies are involved with drum and inch as well, like. But go back to the original point. Tis like more is is hurling in football, and an awful lot more, but. That's mainly that's that's the big thing here. Like right. everybody yeah. tries to play and it. Like. Huge success in both disciplines as well. It's very important to. to well, it, it, it helps the sports all right. Like, but every year, like every, you don't have to be winning cups or medals to be successful. That, I mean, 21, 21 was a terrific year for the for the, for the club and the parish and the community. Uh, Twenty two wasn't as good, mm. but I still think there was there was bits to be brought out of twenty two that. Will stand to the club going forward. That you you can, you can measure you measure success is measured in different ways. Like and we won't be writing off twenty two as a failure. Like we didn't we didn't win a lot, but there was building blocks put in place. Shall we say for the future? Oh, that, that, that's for sure. You you referee as well, uh, Tom. And I know you're refereeing later on today. In fact, it has to be the most thankless job in the world. Why in the name of God would any sane person decide to referee? I wouldn't be saying that. Like <laughs> I mean, um, I think. You know, it's 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 a fulfilling job. It's it's something that kind of follows on from playing. I played for a long number of years. I would have been refereeing initially when I was when I, when I was playing. But once we went senior hurling in '81, I more or less took a step back from refereeing and then went back at it. Yes. The late Matty Connolly, who you'd have known from yeah, absolutely Borland, yeah. Matty was the one that was trying to get me back. And then I suppose Matty died suddenly, as we all know. And um, the following year, Tom Maher was his, was his successor as mid secretary, and Tom killed me. So it was a tribute to Matty that I really that I really went back at it, and uh, like enjoyed it, enjoyed it immensely because uh, I think you can interact, and it's not the it's it's not the terrible. Um, job or role that people think it is. Isn't that? But I mean, do you not suffer abuse? I mean, we heard about some horror stories lately where refereeing is concerned. Do you, do you not get abused, Tom? Does that bother you? Uh, you, you don't really. You'll have do the odd not? little episode. People, look, nobody is happy 100, like, uh, 100% yes. of the time. And I mean, like, I would have games that go home and think afterwards, yeah, I didn't get everything right there. Like, And even during the course of a match, you'll think of a little thing and uh, yeah, maybe it was a little bit hard on Noel there, or then sort of... <laughs> you, 
kind of figure these things out. Like, but yes. no, it's it's look, you can't have games without the referees. But then referees have to have a kind of a, a rapport with with players and with mentors. And if if the players are happy, the mentors will be happy. Yes. And vice versa. But the supporters then will be happy as well. And of course, the the the, the old uh, the old speak is that that's why we got two ears. One in, one out. So, I mean, you'll be there on the sidelines in a match yeah. and you'll hear this ferocious babble of uh, criticism because I think abuse is a word that's used a little bit too too freely. But, yes. I mean, a lot of it is shouting encouragement at players and then there's the odd bit thrown in towards the referee. But look, that's human nature. I mean, like, players won't get it 100% right, the mentors won't get it 100% right. The referee won't get 100% right. And by golly, the supporters definitely don't have it. Because they only, they only see one way. Like, But no, I think it's... it's I, I, yeah. I, I enjoy it. And uh, like you said, you have an awful lot, there's an awful lot more great days than bad days. Like, that's the thing. You were on air the night of Dylan Quirk. I mean, that, that must have, I was listening that night. That must have been so difficult to be live on air with that, all of that going on. I mean, the, the, the Dylan, Dylan Quirk death was, a, was an absolute tragedy for, like, okay, this, this family, the family for starters, yeah. his teammates, the community, uh, the, the whole... The whole GA Brotherhood, if you like, I mean, he'd be good friends with, would have been good friends with Noel here, and actually, yeah. they're they're distant relations. Yeah, I didn't know that though. Yeah, you're you're, you're really related to Dylan's family, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah. on our mother's side, like yeah. so, to be fairly distant relations, but um, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a terrible time, like yeah. for the family, like and um, for everybody else in his community in Clonty and Rossmore and teammates in Clonty Rossmore and with Tipperary as well, and his friends, so. Yeah, it's 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 something that I suppose will probably never leave a lot of people like, and yeah. it's something that'll be it'll be felt for a long, long time like, and um, it was a shock to everybody, and especially to to the family and the yeah. people that were there on the night. I'm sure as Tom was there on commentary that night, it was a, a surreal situation and um, something that I suppose just hit home with everybody. It really showed the camaraderie of GAA though, Tom, didn't it? Uh, following uh, Dylan's passing because it was incredible, wasn't it? Well, look, I suppose what developed out was, was a, hu a huge bond. Mm. Like, yeah. but I think it just shows the extent of the bond that is there in the GAA. Like that, like, and I suppose all, all sports, I think, are pretty much the same, but the GAA is different to the other sports. I'm not condemning other sports, like, but I mean, sport is good, sport is healthy and all that, but the parish, the parish rule, yes, which is particular, which is there in Tipperary and particular to the GA, like, and um, it's a little bit different, maybe in county to county, little nuances here and there. But anyway, mm. we won't go into that today. But, the, but, but that's it, coming up on Sunday, isn't it? It uh, brings the whole, yeah. it brings the whole community together and a sense of place yes. and the identity and the colour and all that type of stuff. But the the night in the night in Turles, I suppose, like because of the the connection, um. Like I would have been aware that that uh, Dylan had had health issues a few years ago, yes. and like, but the full extent of the thing, I didn't for one minute think when it happened that yes. the, that the outcome was going to be so 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 tragic for for everybody. Like, yes. but the circumstances, I suppose, the location and the whole thing, help had to be some help. Now yes. nothing will bring Dylan back. Like, but it was it must be a great sense of. Uh, support to the to to Dylan or to Dan and Hazel and the rest and the extended families that the whole thing bonded together and that they got such overwhelming support from all sectors like and yeah, I suppose the big bond that came out of it was the cementing of the bond between Clownty Rossmore and Killer Absolutely, and yeah. 
Yeah. Wasn't it nearly in the stairs at one stage that we're going to meet in the county final, but it just didn't happen. And then Kilroan to go on and win it. Like, look, but yeah. I think I would have said this previously that the, the, the professionalism and dignity and all that shown by Kilroan throughout the whole thing. I think they played a huge, they played a huge role yeah, in it. Really and then in their, their hour of glory, to think back to that fateful night and to remember it in such a way, like just sheer class. Absolutely. Two things before I let you go. That motion being put forward to the county convention on Sunday. Would you, would you just explain that to listeners in, the, in, in, in terms of what's, what's happening there? It's the transition of players to other clubs. Is that it, Tom? I'm not. I'm not familiar with. I'm out of the admin side of it now at this stage. But no, it's this, just the, the parish. The parish rule um, uh, not being fit for purpose any longer, really. Like that's the J. Like I said it previously. Like the, yeah. the J is all about sense of place and boundaries and all that. Like and yes. okay, it's it's probably a, it's a problem, a national problem at this stage with development and the flow towards the towns and all that, and. Like the J probably will look at boundaries. The churches changing, change boundaries. They're amalgamating parishes and all that type of stuff. But I think when you start when you start messing with, with boundaries and all that, it's 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 very difficult. And I think the J was founded on a sense of place and has had its rules. Now it's it's different in slightly different in other places. Yes. There's parish yes. rules in some counties and not parish rules in others. But she'll nearly get into a. A trading situation then I think I, I don't think that would be good for the GA um, Before I let you go Noel can I put it to you Owen Brislan a comment he made recently I was just looking at it on Twitter um, he's worrying about Tipperary being asleep at the wheel when it comes to preparing development squads and that kind of thing as well do you, do you have a comment on that Noel? Ah look I suppose that's I suppose an opinion that, that Owen has um, and it's something that needs to be looked at constantly like whether you're going good or bad in a county like the development needs to be to be looked at and kept on top of and there's a lot of great people working in, at underage in the county board like to to develop players and get players through and you've seen last year with the uh, minors with James Woodlock as the manager and yes. how they one day are all Ireland have developed um, that team and we'll be looking to do that again and Brendan Cummins with the under 20s as well like so look it's it's something that always needs to be kept on top of it doesn't matter if you're winning all earns at senior level or not like the development is really really important and all the clubs are putting in great work into their players and for us that are lucky enough to play with our county we have a lot of gratitude to give back to our clubs for the work and time that they put into us as, as underage players and then to the county board for the work they put into players yeah. from under 14 15 years of age up as well and like it's 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 great that it's topical because it keeps people i suppose talking about it and it keeps people on, on top of it and uh, hopefully that it'll continue to be working and um that there'll be players coming through there's always players coming through in Tipperary and it's it's how they're harnessed and get them through to the top level whether you're winning at underage or not um you're still looking to get players through and i think there's a lot of work going on there and hopefully that'll continue over the over the coming years hopefully do tom do you, do you want to comment on 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 that uh, you know, sleep at the wheel where where players are concerned and bringing them on and all of that. I suppose like it's not for the want of effort, want of effort that mm. that like Tipper, that Tipperary might have been things might have slipped a little bit. But like you going to Doctor Morris Park any any night, any any Saturday, any Sunday, there's people working tremendously hard in there, yeah. free fair and for nothing. Like and they're they're putting huge effort into it and. Like you have to work with the material you have, like, and it's a sense of. I mean, like, I'm sure that if you ask people, tip one and all earned in 2019, there'd be people wouldn't have been happy with the performance, even though we won. Oh, sure, so and so should have been playing mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Like that. They'll yeah. always be 
dif- differing opinions. But like, th- there's there's huge work being done from schools. We schools a school here in Lochmore, another school in Castleiny. They're all they're all working very hard and they have their little tournaments and like they have their, their they have their final today. Like and that'll be nip and tuck. That's their all Ireland up there yes. today. They'll progress on to that. They'll play with the school. Then they'll go on and they'll play with the club. They'll go in with development squad. They'll be seeing at different levels taking in Dr. Morris Park and they'll they'll go but there's people in there for hours hours a huge, number of times a week huge commitment yeah huge I mean all, all the underage the county underage structures it's it's step by step by step and it's they have to work with the material that they're given and then try and make the best they can of it alright Tom McGrath Noel McGrath thank you so much indeed for being with Thanks, us friend. today we're live from the college in Lockmore back after these Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore. And this is part of our Tip Today Village Tour. And we're here in the most beautiful venue. If you haven't uh, paid a visit to the cottage in Lockmore, well, you need to do so because it's absolutely fantastic. Now, if you're familiar with the cottage, you will know uh, that they have the most amazing coffee that they serve here, and it's coffee that's produced locally, and I'm glad to be joined now by Paul Flanagan. He's the man behind Yellow Kettle Coffee, and uh, he's with me now. Paul, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Frank. How are you? And I'm, uh, I'm very well indeed, and great to see you today. Tell me about this, because this is a company that you started during COVID, Paul? Yeah, so... Um I've got 36 years' experience in the coffee industry, yeah, and uh, 20 of those in Ireland. Um, I'm originally from London, and um, so it was during, during the lockdown, I just decided after working for other companies for <laughs> all my life that uh, it was time to do something on my own. Um, I knew enough contacts um, for you know, Italian traditional espresso machines, and, uh, and Mary in the Cottage was my, my first customer for the Yellow Kettle coffee that we, we started producing, yeah. yeah. It, it, wh- why, why are you here in Lockmore, by the way? Um, so, my wife Anne, um, her, her mum is from the, the village. Um, so, once we had kids back in the UK, we decided to come to Ireland for holiday and bring the kids over. And once I saw a lot more, I always said to myself, if, if ever I had a chance to come here and work, I would. As a massive change from living in just outside London. Yes. Um, and, uh, and in 2003, that, that happened. Um, I got offered a job here working for a big coffee company. Um, and on a trial basis, they said, come over for six months. But I knew within six weeks that I wasn't going to go back. You know, once I, you know, started... And, and, and tell me why. I mean, how did you make up your mind so quickly? What, what was it that's attractive about this um, area? Particularly the people in Lockmore. Um, Anne's family are from here, so they made us feel welcome. Um, everything, really. It's so different to living in the UK. The... Um, even the kids at the school were made, made feel so welcome. I mean, they were a bit, they were celebrities at first because they had English accents. Um, and I'm pretty sure they were, they were probably the only kids ever to go to Lockmore with, with like London accents. So they were, you know, it was a bit of a novelty, I guess. Um, and then just for me, really, I'd a, it came at a time in my life where I had a sort of blank canvas in, in Ireland to, to go and sell coffee and machines, you know. What is special about uh, Yellow Kettle Coffee? Yeah, because Now, we had it earlier on, it's absolutely gorgeous, but w- what is special about it? Um, well, we only roast in small batches, mm-hmm. so if you... 
without naming the biggest coffee company in Ireland, if you go, if you buy coffee from them, that could have been roasted six months ago. Okay. And it's got a six months sell by date. We roast in small batches, so the coffee you're tasting in Mary's today was probably roasted two weeks ago. Um, and, and by doing that, it's um, you, you enhance the freshness of, of the coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, we we deal with direct with farms as well. Um, although that's over the last little while with what's been going on in the world that's been more difficult bringing coffee course, in the yeah. shipping is expensive and and the raw green bean is as the price of that's gone through the roof so that's had an add-on effect to the end user who buys a cup of coffee in, on the high street. The price goes up, you know. Yeah, it's incredible. We're going so snobby about our coffee in Ireland. Yeah. I mean, I remember when the old uh, little jar of Nescafe was taken out when you'd have fancy visitors coming in. But, I mean, now we know our coffee. We can make those comparisons. So, I mean, if, if you're going into the business you're in, you have to be up with the best yeah, of Yeah, you do. Um, and and I, I've seen the changes. When I first came in 2003, I was travelling around the country doing like a, a little recce on, you know, what the coffee industry was like. And there wasn't anything. I mean, you must know yourself, there was no speciality coffee shops. Absolutely. And you look at Furless now, you've probably got three on the square um, who I I actually supply equipment to. I don't supply the coffee to them. um, Because people are, you know, coffee's... It's a bit like wine. People have their own tastes and and sometimes they want a brand as well. We, we only started this during COVID, so Yellow Kettle is still a very small, you know, fledgling um, brand that we're just trying to push out there. Although we, we have a lot of customers in Dublin now, Galway, Westport, um, a lot in Tip as well, Cork. So, yeah, it's, um, and we have an o- online presence as well. Very good. So, yeah. growth, you're going to continue oh, to I'd, grow? I'd like to, see, I'd like to think so, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not going back to the UK anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're not getting rid of you from, from here yeah. anyway. I'm sure they don't want to either. Paul, lovely to see you today, and thank you very much today for coming into us, and best of luck with the company as well. Marcella Kyo is with me from Energy Communities Tipperary Cooperative. Marcella, I was saying to you earlier on, that's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? Will you tell me about uh, what it is you do in the group? It sure is, yeah. Thanks, Fran, and thanks for having us Welcome. here. Um, we were set up, I suppose, started back in 2012 in Upper Church in Drumban. Um, I suppose they were trying to uh, keep business and keep people on the GEA team and keep work within the community. So they looked at what they could do to keep, um, you know, the people in the community and get work um, going there. So um, they looked at maybe generating energy or saving energy. So we started by retrofitting homes there, and there was grants available back um, on a pilot scheme with the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. So that was the very first sustainable energy community in Ireland um, set up in Drumban. And we developed that and we had other communities looking at us like Kilcommon, Birdhill, Laura. They all started looking at what we were doing in Drumban and Upper Church and started to replicate that. So they all wanted a, you know, a piece of the action, I suppose. Course, yeah. And you know, we were retrofitting people's homes, putting insulation into their attic, pumping their walls, getting their windows, new oil boilers, stoves. And we had Duncan Stewart down on, on a visit as well at one stage and um, you know it was really again community community led from the ground up so we started to replicate it in other communities and then Energy Communities Tipperary Cooperative was born in 2014. Now we're across 15 members across Tipperary and actually gone into County Clare and County Limerick as well because they're all looking to replicate what we're doing. And I know that you were uh, helpful here to the cottage to secure the solar panels that that's, we're enjoying. That's today. right when well, I yeah. suppose 
when they were setting up this and they had a, a kind of a GoFundMe, they tipped the teapot, we kind of thought, well, let's, let's definitely help them out. And instead of just tipping the teapot and giving money, I guess, we kind of thought, well, let's give them something that would keep them going and benefit them for years to come. Yes. So, um, and energy related, we, um, we provided solar panels um, free of charge. So fo photovoltaic solar panels that will generate electricity and help heat the water here as well for the it's, cottage. Isn't it terrific? Now, it's very cold out there this morning. It was down to minus two when I was uh, coming in. We're due for a bit of a cold spell uh, as well. And people are concerned about the cost of heating and all of that sort of thing as well. Behavioural changes are probably ne necessary. What advice have you for people, Marcella? Yeah, I suppose um, what we have found is that um, while the retrofitting is, is very, very important, people can't really afford that. So we started to look at, we got training from a group um, in Normandy. We were over there and they came over to us training us on behavioural change. So teaching people in a fun way, not just giving them leaflets and saying, um, you know, you should do this. Sure. You know, have, we're having workshops, we're going, and going to go into schools, we're doing one-on-one -on -one with people who really need help as well, um, with a little bit of help from the council as well. So we're just spreading it out on behavioural change. So um, doing, I suppose, simple things, I suppose, that you're hearing on the radio all the time, but, you know, um, reducing the temperature of your washing machine, not using the tumble dryer, um, having your fridge laid out in such a way that when you open the door, you just get the thing you need. You're embarrassing quickly. me now, Marcella. Just think of what <laughs> I saw freezer, this morning. Your freezer is another yes. big one that actually uses a lot of energy. You should clean it out at least every six months, um, defrost it, um, switching off appliances. It's quite difficult, I suppose, you know, getting into the back of the TV and everything. But if you have an extension cable with a switch, that's easy to turn it off. So turn off everything on standby. Mm. And it's amazing how much energy you would save over and the year. And you're saving money. You're saving money all the time. So we, we have, we're rolling out these workshops in starting in our member communities, more so in Ballangari and my Karki Burris at the moment, um, and then we'll go out back into our member communities. Very good. Well, we'd love to work with you and help you where that is concerned, just to let people know, because I think we're becoming more and more conscious of it now, Marcella. Definitely, yeah. 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 Well, it's lovely to see you today, and thank you so much for coming into us, Marcella Kyo there, Energy Communities Tipperary Cooperative, and we heard from Paul Flanagan as well, uh, the coffee guy from Yellow Kettle Coffee, and thank you both indeed. We're live from Lockmore. We'll take a break back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie And welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore. This is part of our Tip Today Village Tour. We're delighted to be here today. Now, what really makes Lockmore stand out is its revival, I suppose, not just with the cottage here, but right across the area. And it hasn't suffered the same degradation that we see in so many other small villages across the county, indeed across the country as well. And a lot of that is down to the work of the local development group. Now, I'm delighted to be joined here by Eamon Connolly of the local development group. Uh, Eamon, good morning to you. And uh, thanks very much indeed for talking to me today. Will you tell me about the group and how it formed and, and what the plans were? Yeah, great, friend. Uh, thanks for having us this morning. Um, the group was founded in 2016 and... Um, 
I suppose it, it started, it got great support really from right across the community uh, with really all organisations in the community represented and uh, Tom Larkin uh, became our chairman so Tom is in the middle down the road here yeah. and has a, Tom has come into the parish and his great interest in I suppose the heritage and just the, the, the village in general. Um, so the group got established I suppose, set about getting funding then from a le leader and I suppose like any group uh, I think you need a plan and a long term development plan so they secured funding from leader and uh, in 2018 they produced a five year development plan for the village of Lochmore and um, so that, that's really has been the foundation of... of uh, so it was almost like the way you'd look at a company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that you'd look at, I suppose, you, you, it was really broken down to the short, medium and, and long-term uh, goals yes. in terms of what we want to develop and deliver. So uh, that, that really is the foundation of what we've been So doing. we're six years on then. Yeah. So what, what about achievements then so far? So the achievements so far, I suppose, they, we, uh, the lighting has been upgraded to the LED lights and improved the lighting in the village. I suppose the, the biggest success story this year has been the footpaths. Uh, I suppose up until now, there's been no footpath right down the village and um, it, it was fantastic really that the uh, residents in the village were very supportive of taking back their existing boundary walls uh, which allowed us to put in a 1.2 metre footpath and that's been fantastic for the village because it means we now have children can walk all the way from the school right down here to the cottage and you know make their way down to the picnic area at the river uh, so that, that's been a, a, and I think it has really improved the uh, the scale, you know, the landscape of the village mm. and, and the appearance of the village. And what drove it, Eamon? I mean, was it a case that you were looking around, I mean, not only at Lachmore, but other villages that were suffering, you know, they were losing all the shop, the pub and all of that sort of thing. W was that what drove you on here, really? I think it was, and I think uh, I think the success of the cottage, obviously, was a, a major part. So we, like many other villages, had lost our shop. Uh, we, we have one pub, I suppose, left in the village. We had two for many years. So, yeah, we could see the village, I suppose, declining unless we took some action and um, I think the cottage was fantastic in terms mm. of setting up the, the cafe and the, the shop back into the village and then um, you know we could see there was you know there are a number of derelict buildings that were in the village as well we still have one I suppose mm. major one that we'd like to see sorted uh, but by and large you know all the rest of the, the houses in the village now are occupied yes. yeah I was talking to Mary Fogarty at the top of the program Eamon, and we were just making the point that without a community that is knit together like like more none of this would be possible really is that fair to say oh it is, yeah i mean unless you have broad community support and i mean that people are willing to come on board uh, you, you really it's very difficult to achieve anything um you know, all you need is one person really to say no and it can stop yes you know, stop things in their tracks yeah um uh, leone is with me as well leone mar and uh, leone you're part of the parents and baby group and alison was very disappointed you didn't bring <laughs> the baby with you uh, today but good morning to you and lovely yeah, to be here T tell me about the group, Leonie. Yeah, so um, this was established at the start of this year, actually. So um, it, it came about, and again, similar to what Eamon was saying there, you know, that sense of community. So it all started very quintessentially rural, uh, where the person that set it up with me, Patricia Cooney, um, arrived to my doorstep there around October, I'd say, of last year. I was heavily pregnant at the time, um, but there was um, a cow on the road, and she thought it might have been one of ours. So she knocked on the door, and we started a conversation. Um, I obviously heavily pregnant and she had recently had her second child as well. Right. So we struck up that conversation around, um, you know, 
what was potentially available to us in the community. She knew that there was a lot of um, other babies that were due or that had been born around the time. Um, and again, also to remember that we were just coming out of COVID as well, so mm. restrictions were starting to be lifted. Um, and we were really um, conscious of the fact, I suppose, uh, both Patricia and myself had had our first babies during COVID. So we were, um, I suppose, very isolated. So the idea that we could come together in some sort of community setting, we didn't know what it looked like at that time, but it w we kind of parted as a exchanged uh, phone numbers and said hey listen let's talk in the the new year type thing so once um, my baby arrived and I kind of came out of that newborn fog um, I was really you know conscious to kind of get out and do things my I suppose from my perspective my first maternity leave had been completely different to how I'd anticipated course, yes. um, I had great visions of you know sipping coffee every day and doing baby massage none of that happened I mean I was sitting at home in isolation yes. you know lucky to get out for a walk yeah. um, so um, I, one morning in January I think I was uh, my little fella was only a couple of weeks old really but I was determined to get out and I knew that I you know so I had um, I had I, I knew that Quidu in Nina had a meeting that morning so I was on the road to, to get there and it was a morning not too dissimilar from now it was quite frosty my little guy was having none of it I got about 10 minutes on the road he was screaming so I, I rang Mary and I said, I'm, I'm dressed up, I'm ready to go somewhere, can I just pop into the cottage? Um, so, of course, Mary's fabulous, so it was immediately, yes, of course, we'd love to see you and Theo, so rocked in along. And I was sitting here feeding him and I thought, God, wouldn't the cottage be like the ideal scenario? Um, so that's how it all came about. Um, I had a quick chat with Mary about it. I said, you know, would there be any issues? And of course, it's Mary, so she was like, no, absolutely, this would be fabulous. So between myself and Patricia, and she's, I'm a blow into the parish. Uh, she's, uh, she's well established in the parish. So um, yeah, we started connecting with the various parents around. So we've been really lucky since. And how many parents yeah. uh, are coming so here now? For the first cohort, we probably had about 15 in the group altogether. So it varied from week to week in terms of who was, um, who was available. Um, but the second cohort, which is uh, the rest of us are back to, to work now. Mm. The second cohort has actually been run by my sister-in-law at the moment, Michelle. Um, so there's about, I think, 13 people in the group so that varies then again so there could be five to to ten people here um of a monday um so it's great it's a great way to connect and it's perfect for it because Absolutely. it has that home from home feel exactly here, hasn't it? it's yeah. um it's a, a safe secure environment and um it's got that real sense of you just drop in you can have a cup of coffee and a chat yes. um and it just again it's back to what aim was saying it's it's really about that sense of community um and bringing people together and we have people that are traveling not you know from outside of the parish as well which are very welcome to um, but it's lovely because again it's it's you know I think particularly um, especially with the first child or you know it can be quite hard to get out of the house or it can be quite hard to meet people especially when you're on maternity leave and your partner or your friends or you know in their yeah. kind of regular yeah. lives um, so this is a great opportunity so just, yeah. I, I think it's a marvelous idea and I think it's one that's going to be picked up in other areas as well Eamon before I let you go just in terms of we've spoke about the plan so far but yeah. what about the future Eamon what, what can we expect um, yes yeah, so some of the other things that were set out in our plan were maybe the school as part of its development um, are opening a crash next September so that's another one of our big uh, yeah. ones that we wanted to do I suppose the castle um, which we're going to talk to Catherine about later yeah. uh, we've also secured funding to do a conservation uh, plan for the castle with the council so that's I suppose we'd like to see that progressing in the future um, other areas I suppose we, we are progressing are the walkways you know we'd like to see a walkway along the shore and the gun club have done fantastic work on the uh, picnic area and the duck pond down down the road here 
which you know it, it, I think it looks fantastic. Mm. And um, I suppose then the, the key challenges I suppose we as a community are facing are, are probably population. Uh, I heard you talking to Tom about yeah. the emotion. Yeah. Um, I'm part of the GDA committee as well. So I suppose <laughs> yes. the background to that really is we're seeing um, smaller and smaller numbers in our juvenile club, and I suppose we're trying to see how do you keep uh, our club and how do you know, how do we keep our club strong going into the right. future. So it's a and conversation that has. It's to a conversation happen, I think we need yeah. to have, and I think the population then, if we can get increase our population in the village, it'll also help the cottage, it'll help our pub and help local business. Uh, right. So it's key. Well, we're delighted to be here among you all today, yeah. Eamon. Thanks very much, Leone. Yeah. We wish you both the very best of luck. Thank yeah. you indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we're going to uh, head towards news in case you've just joined us and you're wondering what's happening with all the mayhem on the programme today. We are live from the cottage in Lockmore as part of the Tip Today Village Tour and uh, we'll be right back to you. Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. You're welcome back to Tip Today, and we're here at the cottage in Lockmore as part of the Tip Today Village Tour. Now, we've a lovely prize for you because Mary has given us um, an afternoon tea for two here at the cottage. And it's very simple. If you want to get involved in our draw, all you have to do is text cottage followed by your name and address. And that's 083-311-3311. Now, you can only text, sadly, today. You can't WhatsApp us. So if you text 083-311-3311, text cottage with your details, and we will have that draw a little later on for uh, tea for two here at the cottage. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by a lady that I met relatively recently down in uh, Killarney. That's Bridget O'Dea, who is with the local Active Retirement Group. Bridget, it's great to see you again. Thanks very much, Fran. Great to see you too. And you're welcome to Lockmore. Thank you so much, Fran. indeed. My hometown. <laughs> your hometown. <laughs> yeah. And so you're not a blow-in. This, this is your place. <laughs> no, I'm not. And in actual fact, the house that I live in, there has been seven generations of us in the house, even though the name has changed over the generations. And it will change again with the next generations. Yeah. Isn't it incredible, yeah. though? But, I mean, that sort of history and lineage is, is, is fantastic. Oh, yeah. um, so many things to talk about. We'll talk about active retirement in a moment. But, I mean, you've been involved in as a volunteer in so many different organisations from, <laughs> from quite a while back, Bridget. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. I suppose when I was 14 or 16, I joined the Pioneers, the local Pioneer group here. And then from that, we went on to the Hall Committee. And I remember back in the, in the 60s, uh, we started Mokra here. And we had one of the best Mockery clubs in North Tipperary here in Lockmore. They were absolutely fabulous. And we had a great time in Mockery and we travelled the county and outside the county to Mockery field evenings. And sure, actually, it was at a field evening I, for, I first met my husband. Was it? Yeah. Can you remember sure. where? <laughs> in a hay barn down in Golden. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, the romance of it all, Bridget. It was fabulous. Yeah, but yeah. You, there several couples yeah. have met their partners at Mockery Field Evenings, you yeah. know. Sure, they were fantastic, Bridget. They were absolutely Weren't fantastic. And, and we were all sober. There was no such thing as drinking. The only thing you got was a cup of tea or, or a crush. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you can take that in any uh, sense in, in of what, the word. In whatever way, yeah. The hall locally is very special to you as well, oh, isn't it? Oh, the hall is very special to me. Yeah, I was on the original hall hall committee when it was just the the building that say the school had gone out of in the thirties and. Uh, the space was very limited so we decided that we'd uh, raise a bit of money to build on an extension of mm. what we called was the supper room and for that we sold tickets for a bullock or £60 was the prize and we travelled to Cattlemarts left, right and centre to sell the tickets and we raised the money and we built that and I remember we, f we furnished it with 42 chairs and we had 42 cups and we had a large kettle and a large teapot and a burka boiler and we ran talent competitions then well it was Makra that ran the talent competitions and they would be hanging out of the rafters in it. So then later on in the 80s uh, we felt that there was a need for a larger community centre Yes. So we built we built the extension to the back, which mm. is there at present, and that's there now, just around 40 years ago. And we ran a baroness competition for that, a baron or baroness, and yeah. we had five candidates for it, and. Uh, I actually happened to win it, uh, which proves that I'm the best beggar in the parish. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the presence of royalty here, is what you're telling uh, me, no, Bridget. not yeah. really, not really, not really. But uh, we had, you know, we had great, great, great times and That's great right. fun. And yeah. we, we were very fortunate when we were fundraising. Uh, Kilkenny won the All-Ireland, so I and my team... I represented the ICA actually, yeah. it, and I and my team, we headed off to Kilkenny that night for the homecoming and we sold tickets and we brought back loads of money out of Kilkenny. And then awfully that year won the football All-Ireland, so we headed off to Tullamore with the team and we brought back more money out of there and I remember we went to Listowel to the Flacule and we came home in daylight out of the Flacule in Listowel after selling our tickets. So you're, you're a great woman to fundraise, Bridget. Sure, if you put an effort into it, you'll, you'll, <laughs> of course you you'll do. get there. Take, take me up to date, Bridget, because as I say, we met last week in, in, in Killarney and you were there with the Active Retirement Group yes. as well. And how big a group is that? Uh, well, we have over 60 members in Templemore. It's yeah. Templemore Active Retirement that I'm with because the active retirement groups aren't in rural areas sure. like yeah. this. Uh, we're, we have over 60 members and I had 29 of them down in Killarney. We went down by train and we had four fabulous days. Well, actually nearly five fabulous days. We were four nights there. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And the camaraderie between people while we were there and uh, that. But our active retirement are very busy. And today I have a meeting in the afternoon. We have our, our fortnightly mm. meeting. We have that today. And on uh, Sunday next, we have a memorial mass 
for the people that passed away since we had our last Christmas party, which was 2019. We lost 13 members. Have you indeed? Have died since Lord mercy on them. And we're having a memorial mass for them at half past one. And then at half past two, we're having our Christmas dinner and party. So families of those that passed away are invited to that. That's very, very So then we close down for Christmas and we'll be back again the new year. Well, I hope to see you all along the way again yeah. uh, at some stage or other in the new year, Bridget. But thank you so much. And lovely to see you much. on your home yeah. turf uh, Hello, this morning. And, and thank you very much right. indeed. Thanks very much, Fred. Bridget O'Dea with us this morning of the Active Retirement Group and so many other groups as well. Monsignor uh, Morris Dooley is with me as well. Good morning to you, Monsignor. Good morning to everyone. And thank you so much indeed for, for dropping by to say hello to us this morning. You're, you're, you're a great uh, um, a student of local history, Monsignor. It's well, I've been around for the last 30 years, so I've learned some Thing. Yes. Unfortunately, one of my predecessors was the local historian for this area, right. Father Walter Skehan. Yeah. He spent most of his life studying local history. His idea of a holiday was to go up and bury himself in one of the archives in Dublin. Was it and, indeed? And fill out a whole series of notebooks on the various parishes. He didn't confine himself by any means to this parish. He was a universal for all the par- parishes of the diocese. It, it is steeped in history locally, yeah. though, Monsignor, isn't it? Yeah, well, when he died, he left, I think, 94 notebooks full of Did material on all these parishes. Yeah. But every place is steeped in local history. But yeah. as it happens, this place here, as I look out the window here, I can see the castle, mm. which is there since the 1400s. Yes. Uh, there's an old abbey church up there in the graveyard. And apart from that, then, you have the people who lived in the parish here. Mm. So there was a lot of history there. The, the, Barton, the last Barton who died in 1723, he was a major figure in the history of Ireland at that time. He was one of the signatories of the Treaty of Limerick. Remember the oh, one, who, the one yeah. who was broken? Of course, yes. Those were tough times because at the siege of Limerick there, uh, Cromwell went back to England to go and look after things over there, leaving his son-in-law, Ireton, to finish the siege of Limerick. And incidentally, to hang the Bishop of Emily. One of the features that we have in this diocese here is that our Bishop has the distinction that two of his predecessors were hanged. <laughs> Whenever I tell him, tell him that, he says, Don't tell people that, you might give my ideas. When we think of Lockmore, we think of the, uh, the Cormac brothers, of course. And yes. uh, can you tell us a, a little bit about them just to remind people because well, the story is well known? Well, the Cormac brothers were two ordinary, uneducated people at that time. Yes. And uh, one of the people who was shot there was the local land agent and the man who was used to take the rents and so on yeah. and decide on, the, on the, who was to get land uh, on the third occasion they succeeded in killing him he had been shot at twice before but not killed so the police were looking for a victim and really they didn't care too much about who the victim was as long as they got somebody to hang mm. so they fixed on the two common brothers because their sister had unfortunately had a baby a few weeks before and since Ellis, the man, the land agent who was shot, was a notable philanderer, they suspected that this was a revenge killing because of the sister being, being got. Yes. And they were satisfied with that, and they effectively bribed a few people to give evidence against the Cormac brothers, and they were hanged. Of course, everybody was quite convinced that they were completely innocent. 
And the trial was a bit of a farce, as mm. was common enough at that time. The police, they were just anxious to get somebody, anybody, yes. as long as they hang somebody. And in fact, one child that was only about 11 years of age, they imprisoned her for several weeks to try and get her to give evidence that uh, she had told the Crown Brothers that the land agent was not coming back that evening so that they were free to be available to, to shoot him. Isn't that incredible? They, they they were buried in Dublin were initially, weren't they? No, they were buried in Nina. In Nina? Yeah. The trial was in Nina, which was the headquarters of North Tipperary yes. at the time. And they were buried there. Later on, that jail in which they were buried uh, was passed over and became the local convent. So... In 1910, then, the permission was given to exhume them and bring them back to Lockmore. Yes. And give them the funeral that they deserved. And that was an amazing occasion, wasn't it? It was effectively the biggest funeral ever in County Tipperary. It was said that the tail end of the procession was still in Boris Lee, miles away, when the head of the procession arrived in Lockmore. My God. And that was the way it was, certainly it was the tribute of the people and uh, the parish priests of the time here because I have a father, Hackett, uh, he wrote a rather inflammatory inscription on the, the, tomb, the tomb that they had. It was a special mausoleum built for them, in which the judge was described as one of the monsters of mankind and nice... Gentle, Beautiful language, gentle isn't it? phrases like that. <laughs> isn't it great? Yeah, well, a sense of place, Monsignor. I mean, it concerns me that I don't think that younger people are embracing local history the way we might have done in our areas. Does that concern you a little bit as well? No, that has much improved. When I was at school, now I was at school 70 years ago, mm. uh, at that time, we, history was places far away. Yeah. They had very little local history. And, of course, anything concerned with the Civil War, that was taboo altogether. Of course, yeah. In fact, one of the teachers I had, he would be inflamed immediately if somebody mentioned any of that because his brother was shot as part of the proceedings at that time. So it was very, very raw in the nerves at that time. So it says nowadays an awful lot is done in local history in the schools. You know, the schools nowadays, one of the big things is doing projects. Yes, so yeah. So the children are told to do a project, go down and look at the local castle, things of that kind. Now, admittedly, things are still a little bit raw in the sense that when 1916 was being commemorated around here, I suggested, uh, they asked me, could I say something about 1916? Mm. Well, if I do better, I give you a project that you can do. And it's just three questions. Question one was, where was the RIC barracks in Lockmore? There were four RIC people there in, in the barracks in Lockmore. Second question was, who burned it? And thirdly, who in the school at the moment is related to those who burned it? Wow. <laughs> because wow. two of the teachers and 17 of the pupils were all related to the people who burned it. Isn't that incredible? And where was the RIC barracks? Just across the road from where we're sitting at the moment. Right. It's just, it's just a, uh, it's yes. ruined later on then, and on the ruins of it is built when the local people built his house. Incredible. And, and who burned it? Well, two of the uh, IRA people of the time. Yes. Uh, the local head of the local IRA around this area, he was asked to burn it, but he decided that he was too well known for that mm. purpose. Mm. But two of the other people, both of them parishioners, were involved in the burning. You might remember 1916 was commemorated four years later. Mm. 
1920. Mm. And at that time, word came from the IRA headquarters to Berlin Barracks because a lot of the smaller barracks of the RAC had been abandoned because they couldn't be defended. Mm. And I think in that Easter weekend of that year, 1920, uh, approximately 185 the remaining barracks were burned all in that weekend. So instead of visit, visiting the church for the Easter ceremonies, they were busy burning barracks. <laughs> it's it's so interesting, isn't it? What yeah. did you make of the, the, the years of commemoration, by the way? Do you think it was done well, done properly? It was done well. Yeah. Well, you see, a lot of the people who were actually involved in it themselves personally would be at this stage dead. Mm. So it was less sensitive than it would have been when I was a youngster. Yes. As I say, I remember one of my teachers, and he said he'd be quite inflamed if you even mentioned any of these things because yeah. your brother was shot. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of surprised when it came to the commemoration of the Civil War that there wasn't more uh, argy-bargy because even still in public houses, you hear that people can be very divided on it, you know? Oh, yes, there's plenty of people related to those. Yeah, absolutely. Shot at the time. Yeah. So I said, my, my teacher at that time, it was part of the Civil War that he, yes. he got himself shot. Mm. He was accused, you see, of being a spy for the, the, right. the, the police. Right. But you see, you had a certain amount of conflict of interest at that time. The four RIC men who were here in Hockmore, their purpose was to have their ears open and gather information. Yes. And pass it on, on, on up the line. So they were all Catholics, they were all members of the local community, their yeah. children were at the local school, but uh, at the same time they were agents of the government, so they were all like, likely to be shot, any of them. It's incredible, brother against brother as brother, well. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Monsignor, it's lovely to see you today, and thanks very much indeed for, for dropping into us. Lovely to see you. Thank you. We'll take a break, we're back with more from the cottage in Lockmore in just a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie Welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore as part of our Tip Today Village Tour. Now, Mary has given us that lovely prize indeed. Uh, you can enjoy afternoon tea for two here at the cottage. It's simple. All you have to do is get in touch with us by text only. That's 083-311-3311. Give us your, your name and your address. And if you want to put cottage at the top of your correspondence with us, we will pop you in to the draw. Now, delighted to be in the presence of royalty because I'm joined by Catherine Purcell, who is mayoress of Lockmore. Catherine, good morning to you. Hi, Fran. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Good to see you today. Thanks, how, how did you become mayoress of Okay, I suppose the year of the gathering, we held a gathering here in Lockmore for all the parcels and we um, organised a big event to try and raise money for the community. And so a lot of us all put ourselves forward to be the Baron and the Baroness. And I was lucky to be crowned the Baroness and my cousin Jimmy Purcell in Thurlis was crowned the Baron. So the two of us were in horse and carriage and crowned by Henry Healy on the day as Baron and Baroness of Lockmore. So it was a great pride for me to be crowned that as my father, Johnny Purcell, is a native of Lockmore. So to be the Baroness of Lockmore, as we call it now, is it lovely. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, the name, because I know you're very proud to be Purcell, aren't you? Yeah, I, I'm Purcell is my own name, I, and I'm married to Mar, but 
person will always be the name I go by, even at work. Um, I suppose the persons came into Lockmore in 1200, so they were here for over 500 years in the castle. Um, and so they started out in the 1200s, and the last Baron of Lockmore, which was the 13th Baron of Lockmore, which was Nicholas Purcell, died in 1722. Um, I always had a connection here as a child. I would have come back here with my dad, you know, to visit. And then I had the lucky at uh, 13 years ago to be granted permission to build behind my aunt. And now I live here in Lockmore, back to where my heart is. Is so, that something you always wanted to, to do? Yeah, Catherine? it was. As a child, I would be out here at my uncle's and we would swing on the gates and play in the field. And I used to always say, I'll be back here someday, Uncle Mickey. And he used to laugh, go, you will. And thankfully I was. And I suppose the proudest day of my dad was to see the first block laid um, on the house, you know. It's very big for him to have his daughter back in Lockmore, you know. Oh, I'm sure it is indeed. Now, there's connection with Kilkenny as well. Will you tell me about uh, that? Correct, yeah. So I suppose we're talking about the, the first line of persons that came here. Um, I suppose how it all started was back in the day the castle would have been surrounded by serious forestry mm. and it the person, the king who owned the castle at the time, had serious problems with people being killed by a boar. And the storyline about it was whoever would kill this boar would get his hand, daughter's hand in marriage, who was a butler. So she, that's the connection to the butlers over in Kilkenny. So I suppose the originality was when the boar was killed, he got the castle, the hand in marriage of of uh, Beatrix Butler and then that was it then that's where it started so the Butler connection to Kilkenny would be where a lot of persons would originate from the Kilkenny and Tipperary area you know, mm. so, we're, so we're here a long time and I intend Oops. to be here for another while and, little, and I'm delighted <laughs> to hear that as well but isn't it a fantastic history to have oh it's amazing like do you know what I mean because we have a castle over there which I'm involved in a development group at the moment and we have been granted um, a conservation plan to get the castle looked at with archaeology etc so this has kind of started and hopefully within the next year we'll have a lot more in it but I suppose as part of that it's all about the history of the castle and bringing tourists into it and I suppose another thing that I'm very much involved in now at the moment is I've um, part of a setup of the Purcell Society mm. here in Ireland so we now have set up a society in 2021 where I'm Vice President of Ireland and we have Purcells from all over the world so America, Canada, Scotland and in New Zealand who are now involved in this and hopefully in 2022 we have planned in June of 2020 or 2024 sorry to hold a gathering so at the moment we're looking at 180 between Americans and etc coming over here to celebrate the personal name so it would be amazing isn't that fantastic altogether and and tell me about I mean the kind of people you're meeting from the states and stuff I mean are they very conscious about their background do oh, they know yeah. a lot about yeah, their background like the states like over in the states there have been about 20,000 persons in total have lived in the States. Do you know what I mean? And in America, the personal name would be really, really well thought of. Hmm. And that's why there is a personal federation of America, which I'm also involved in. So I suppose that connection is there. You know, when some uh, um, people come arrive here, the tourists, I would meet them here and bring them down to the castle and we would go through the history of it and we would take a few photos mm. and they absolutely love it they you know to think that they're standing in the area of where their ancestry right. is but, you know but plus to meet you because you have that lineage which is great isn't it yeah, yeah yeah it is and i suppose 
you know, I'd be a very outgoing person and I, I love to chat. It's, you know, it's me, it's what they see of catching. And I'm very much involved in the community, you know, and I would be involved in a lot between the school and the cottage here. And, and that's very important for me because, you know, I love to meet people. Mm. I love to talk. And I think it's very important when you're personal and you're proud of it to be able to Absolutely, send it yeah. out there, you know. Um, tell me about the sense of place here, Catherine, because as you say, you moved back here yeah. and you, essentially it was moving home, I suppose, for you in, in an awful yeah, lot of place, it was. Yeah, it was. Like, I moved from Thurless, you know, born and bred in Thurless and went to school and the presentation yeah. and, you know, and I suppose I, I was always a Thurless girl and married a Thurless man and suddenly we decided we were going to build back here a lot more, you know, and I suppose... For me, it was a grow that I wanted to live here in Lockmore, and I have my two children now who grow up here in Lockmore. One is in the school and the other girl is in Templemore. So it's absolutely lovely to be here. And I suppose I came back here 13 years ago, and I suppose for some, it's unlucky for some, but lucky for me, mm. um, I came to the village and I was made very welcome. It was like, do you know, it's very hard to explain. It was like the connection was there all the time. You know, I used to come down to the cottage when the cottage was opened. I met Mary and from the cottage I got to know a lot of people because it, it was one way of getting me settled into the village to know where everyone lived. And, and because I was a bit of an outgoing person, I gelled in straight away. And then I got involved with all the different communities, all the different things between the school and the cottage here. And, you know, it's going from strength to strength. So and I'm getting the sense from everybody that I'm talking to is that this is much more than a cafe or a tea rooms, isn't oh, it? It's, it's, it's a it's, hub, really, isn't it? It's a serious it? hub here for the, for the village. And it's, a, you know, you can come down. It's like going into someone's kitchen, putting on the kettle and having a cup of tea and a chat. This is not just a restaurant. This is a hub, not just for Lockmore, not just for Tipperary, but for Ireland, you know, and we have a serious amount of people who come out here just to take and wind for an hour or two of a week. And sometimes, you know, if you have a hectic lifestyle like yes. I do, sometimes that's nice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? To unwind, sit down, have a chat. And if it's talking about something, the match from the previous Sunday or whatever, it's amazing. And the GA focus on here and the way they all come down here and kids, you know, it's it's every yes. clientele that's come in here, you know. And sometimes, Catherine, I mean, you know, if you come back into a community or if you go into a community, you marry into a community or whatever, you can feel a little bit isolated unless you're embraced by the community. But it appears that, you know, there's a great welcome for people here. Oh, there is. There, and there has been a lot of people who have come into this community that has come from different areas. But the thing about Lockmore, I don't know is it different than anywhere else, but I have to say, it's just one close knit and when you come in and you build your house or you move back you're part of it do you know and we're all the one and we all look after each other and that's very important do you know what I mean we're out for each other and it's lovely it's really nice so 2024 then you're looking forward to that's correct June of 2024 so don't worry fan I'll have you roped up for that as well you know <laughs> well we've been delighted to take part with all of the personals Catherine lovely and, uh, lovely to see you today and thanks very much Great. For thanks Mill and Fred thank, thank you, you. Uh, that's uh, Catherine Purcell there who is Baroness of uh, Lockmore and speak to us there about the uh, Purcell connections and all of that We'll take a break. We're back uh, with more from Lockmore in just a moment. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007. TIP FM's TIP Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie 
Welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore, and I'm delighted to be joined here, even though we had to force them into taking part. I'm delighted to be joined by the chef, who is Geraldine Sheila, is with us, and uh, Mary Martin is with us as well. And people are waiting on food out there, Jerry. You yes, said, they you said are. This, you said this has to happen very quickly, you know, and all of that. Yeah. How long are you cooking here, Jerry? Uh, nearly five years. Are you? Indeed? Yeah, nearly yeah. five years. I was in the old cottage first, and then I moved down with them down here, and I took over the role of chef. Very good. You're from Abbey Leaks. Abbey Leaks originally, originally yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What is it like to work here among a very tight community like this? Oh, it's yeah. absolutely fabulous. I love it. It's not like work at all. It's like, yeah. it's just like going home every day and the is girls it? are all lovely and I love what I do anyway. So, yeah, yeah. we cook up a storm every day, don't we, Mary? Absolutely. <laughs> and give us an idea about what you cook here because we're all used to the gorgeous coffee and sandwiches. So what, what else do you do So here? porridge would be one of our specialities in the morning and Very seemingly good. I'm a dab hand at the old porridge, they tell uh-huh. me. I'm not giving away the secret now either. But <laughs> uh, the other thing then, um, we have lunches, lunch, different specials every day. So we have, uh, we could have roast beef, we have um, beef stroganoff, we'd have lasagna, uh, vegetarian quiche and then we have lots of cakes and every day I'm kind of looking up another recipe goat's cheese is special with us here as well That's incredible. and people are coming from all over all over yeah, yeah. all over yeah. Yeah. yeah does that surprise you Jerlene then it's, it's a it's sort of no because we're just, we're just amazing <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah and you're very subtle about how amazing you are <laughs> as well yeah I know we love it I absolutely love it here yeah it's not like work at all yeah. and the girls are all lovely and the the, um, the neighbourhood and everybody, the school come down every day. You know everybody. I know more people here now than I do in Abbey Leaks. Yeah, the, ki- the kids are a very important oh, part they of are. what you do here. They right? are, yeah. They're great, yeah. And they pop in and out. And then we have the little shop as well. So they're yeah. in and out there, yeah. We're going to be hearing from them And, later of course, on. we're mince pie mad now at the moment. Is that it? Yes, yes. mince the, pie. The Christmas vibe and all of that. Mary Martin is with us as well. Mary, you started out here as a volunteer, is that I it? Indeed, about seven years ago. Yeah. So I come on in... I do two to three days in the week and it's lovely you come in and we have a great banter and we're enjoying meeting people and yes we're sort of in and out we help helping Geraldine in the kitchen and we out serve and we wash I heard that Geraldine's very difficult like most oh, friends, no, right? I know she's no, not she's I have to say she's a pleasure to work with and Fran we love the old dance in the kitchen there at the back as well very good well that's how we know each other that's from, right. from that's the dancing Geraldine yeah. yeah. yes, that's, that's right. what it is yeah, I'm meeting a few dancers around here today yes. it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing um, Mary tell me about working here again is is it more sort of socialising than work is that yes it's lovely yeah we do our bit somewhere well, if yeah. anything goes is a crowd here more hands will come in or someone could walk in that will give a hand to help as well so it's fantastic really and it's lovely we have a whole banter and it's yeah. lovely I really enjoy it yeah so have you a lot of the same faces coming back as well is that yes yeah, yeah. we have indeed yes yeah. yeah and more people then will spread the word when they go out that they got a lovely meal or they enjoyed it and a lot of them love to meet people and it's often people come in and you know maybe they're mad to try to chat and you'll, you'll sit down and ch- chat to them one woman comes in there every morning now Josie saved them have a great banter with Josie don't be Geraldine yeah, great and banter. She, every morning and yeah. if we're not busy we'll come out and sit down with her and, we'll and it's lovely yeah. fun because we have the big tables the two big tables which mm. are like the two kitchen tables okay. yeah. and like say like as Mary says Josie might come in and she'd sit there and then some, some other Josie will come in and sit beside her and some other Josie Paddy will come in and <laughs> yeah. sit in there uh. and then they're not on their own 
anymore. They all sit in and yeah. join each other, yeah. and that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then so, so I people, take a break then, and I sit down. Of course you do. <laughs> rightly so, too. But people can come in on their own then. On their own, yes. yes. And they that's it. Feel, yeah. Yeah. And, it yeah. and even the girls like Mary, if I'm in, like I might be out the back a lot, but like Mary there, we'll go in and sit down with somebody yeah. and chat yeah. them if they're on their own, you know yeah. the way, and that's I, lovely. I think, I think it's just funny. We better let you back. Or you better let me be back on my rashes and be burnt. Yeah. And we see you on the dance floor somewhere, Jerry. Yes, yeah. 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 we'll thanks very much for calling. Happy Christmas to you. Many happy returns to you indeed. Now, as you might remember, on the programme over the last few weeks, we've been discussing the issue of the availability of the swimming pool at the Garda College in uh, Templemore. A lot of local people very incensed indeed about what's been uh, happening there. But we do have a statement from the uh, Garda College and uh, we're hearing uh, this morning that the Gardaí are in the process of reopening the pool at the Garda College and any local schools that have submitted an application for a licence to use the pool before it closed will be made contact with this week by the Garda College to inform them of this and indeed to ensure that their licence application for use of the pool is submitted to the OPW as well. So that's the latest we're hearing from the Garda College in uh, Temple Moore and it's something we'll revisit on the programme tomorrow I would imagine. Now if you've made a visit to the cottage before you know that the walls are adorned with some amazing artwork and the lady behind uh, the great pieces here is local artist uh, Mary Roach who joins me. Now, hello Mary, how are you? Fran, how are you? Lovely to see you. I haven't seen you in an age. I know, it's a long time. Yeah, how are you getting on? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. 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 Um, now I know you for some time but I didn't realise you were an artist, Mary. Yeah, well, it probably has taken a back seat for me. Yeah. I, the plan was, when I left school, work for a bit then um, go to art college but I got a secure pensionable job Did you? so it's hard to walk away from it <laughs> and then life took over right. so I took early retirement um, a few years back and I started painting again yeah. So the first one was the painting of the castle. And that is beautiful. I was looking at that earlier on, yeah. That's actually the view from my house. Is it? But I was right beside the old cottage, and they had the same view, but then when they moved down here, they lost it. Right. So I made a gift of it to them so that they'd have the view somewhere. Yeah. So here it is. Because <laughs> I guess that you've come full circle and back to the yes, art again. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it's a lovely thing. It's a, it's a lovely hobby to have. Mm. Um, you, it's so relaxing. You get lost in it. Do you? Yeah. I would recommend it to anyone. It's so relaxing. Yeah. You, that's your picture of the cottage out there as well, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that happened to coincide with the 10-year anniversary. I had that one. Um, I was working on it, not realising that it, it was 10 years yeah. um, that they were set up. Yeah. But uh, it just... Coincidence. That's Coincidence. Great. And are you selling your work now? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, what I what I would do is I have a, 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 an Instagram site, um, Mary Roach Artist. Mm. So um, I have what I have done so far on that site. Mm. So if anyone wants to contact me by Facebook, message me or whatever, if they have an idea yes. that they want. I'll have a consultation with them, decide whether to work off a photograph, to work off an idea that they have, mm. um, 
that's the way it works well, for me. So, but you can do that a specific project if somebody uh, wants it. Absolutely, I have yeah. done. I have done have commissions. You? Yes, yeah. I have. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I absolutely love it, and I'm. I, I can do different styles. Like what I have there, that's kind of like uh, shadows, mm. stonework, yeah. all that kind of thing. But I have done kind of silhouettes as well. All oh, right, yeah. very nice. Yeah. So but atmospheric pieces. Of anything, that, anything, right. still yeah. lifes, anything. Yeah. Um, I won't say no to anything. <laughs> what, what, have you ties to uh, to Lockmore, Mary? Uh, Not, no, no. No. So you none, just moved, moved no. in here. Yeah, yeah. But I'll tell you a funny story. about I used to travel up and down on the train to um, to Dublin. Yes. So I used to pass here every day, and I said, that's a beautiful place. I'm originally Dublin, so I didn't know about Lockmore, never yeah. knew anything about it. So um, I used to pass, and I said, that's a beautiful place. So then when I bought my house here, it, did, it still didn't dawn on me it was the same place. I'd say it took a few weeks, and then I said, this is the place I used to see on the train. <laughs> but it is fabulous, and I have to tell you, they, they are so welcoming, yeah. people here. Tell they me about me that, because we were talking about that earlier on, that it is a very welcoming place. Well, oh, is, is it really? Hugely, yeah. hugely. Um, I mean, I'd say at this stage, I'm living in the village. I probably know most of the people in the village at this stage. You know, if I'm out doing my garden, people walking down the street, they'll stop, they'll chat. Uh, the tea room is the heart of it all, yes. really, oh, it is. And, yeah. they, and they'll, they'll welcome you, no matter what. I, I wouldn't mind coming in here on my own and sitting down and having a cup of coffee because you're always going to chat to people. Yeah, we were saying that earlier on, and Geraldine was saying it, who was the chef here, that, you yeah. know, sometimes people come in on their own, but they end up in a full conversation around absolutely. the big table there, Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like coming into your own sitting room. Yeah. That's what it's like. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, so is this home for you now, It's home Marie? for me. Yeah. As I say, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'd, be, I'd say I'd be taken out of here in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that that is way, way down in the, in the distance indeed. But it's that special to you. It is. Yeah. It is. And when I came to look at the cottage, um, there was a local auctioneer, and he kept... I was looking around, and he kept saying to me, there's a lovely place in Lockmore. Mm. Eventually, I came to look at it, and the minute they say, the minute you see the right house, yes. you know it. And I did. And you knew it. I knew is, it. Is there a great history to that cottage? I'm not sure. I think it's 1938 cottage. Yeah. Um, I'm... I wouldn't know the full history of it, but I do know it was a shop at one stage. I right. think it was a hardware shop. Yeah. Um, uh, and that's about all I know. Now, I did do some renovation to it myself, but it's so comfortable. It's exactly what I want. I wake up smiling every morning. Isn't that great? It's isn't great it? to be able to say. Absolutely yes. great to be able to yes. say. Do, do you teach as well? Do you teach art? Is that something you want like to do? I don't. No, no, I haven't got to that stage yet. Okay. But maybe, maybe down the line. Maybe down the line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it took for me to retire to come back into my art. Yeah. Because you just don't have time when you're you're working full time, you're rearing a family. It's, it just doesn't happen. Right. But isn't it great that uh, now that you've sort of moved on from, yeah. from the full time job, that you have something like that? I because know. I'm I, I keep hearing from people who retire and they say, yeah, but I don't have anything to do anymore. But, but I had that in the plan. I had did something. You? I had something artistic in the plan. It didn't have to be painting. Yeah. Um, at one stage, I was making silver jewellery. Yeah. Um, and that was. I thought about that when I when I retired, but 
I think it's organically developed into the painting, and that's what I'm going to do. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So again, if people want to see your work or they want to commission you, um, um, I'm on um, Instagram. It's Mary Roach, M-A-R-I Roach, artist. Mm. Um, Facebook. I'm on Facebook as well. So if they want to make contact me, uh, contact with me, they can through Facebook. Mm. Um, I have cards as well. If they come into the cottage, uh, Mary has a set of the cards. That's right. Uh, thank you very and much. And, and they can see your work here and they as well, can see my work as well um, I will eventually I plan on, on getting a studio together at the minute I'm working from the house which oh. isn't ideal yeah. but I plan on having a studio a uh, work studio up there I have a space for it so that'll happen in the future very good today. well Mary it's lovely to see you again and congratulations to you yeah. thanks for coming thank to you. us today thank, thank you, you very just much can me. I say one more thing if somebody does want a painting done um, it's quick I can do them quick enough but when they're done in oils, it does take a few weeks for them to dry. Of so course. give me the time. Oh, give right. me the time if they need it for a specific occasion or yes. something like but that. It, wouldn't it make a lovely gift? Yeah. Isn't it a lovely yeah. idea for yeah. a Absolutely. gift? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mary, lovely to see you. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much, Fran. Thank you for, for We're talking live to me. From the cottage in Lockmore, Tonnook, to August and Olsa, Chucked. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore, and it's getting more and more busy as uh, the morning goes on. Don't uh, forget, if you want to enjoy the delights, of the cottage in Lockmore. We're giving away afternoon tea for two, and all you have to do is text cottage followed by your details to 083 311 Now, only by text, not WhatsApp in this case, because we are out and about today, and we will announce the winner of that just before the end of uh, the program. Now, I'm delighted to be joined by two Jims. Uh, Jim Finn is with me, and uh, Jim Russell as well. Jim is chair uh, of the cottage. But first of all, I go to my old friend um, uh, Jim Finn, because Jim, you, you were there right at the very start essentially weren't you? I was, I was very lucky I was covering uh, the Chagas Options programme which was the first one they ran in Thurlis 11 years ago and I was very fortunate to meet Mary Fogarty and from that I have been a friend of the cottage and everything that they've done out here and it's been an absolute pleasure Pleasure. Were you presented with the concept at that point, Jim? You know, no, no, no. The concept at, an, at the option programme comes from the individuals. Okay. So Mary had the concept. Yes. And that's where it came from. Uh, Chagas then were just trying to uh, bring that concept to, to, fruition. to fruition. Yes. And give the... And what did you think of the idea when you first heard it, Jim? I thought it was fantastic. Did you? I, re I really did. I thought it was a great idea when Mary told me that there was nothing left in the village and here was somebody who was going to put something into the village. Hmm. Uh, it's a wonderful concept. Yes. And as we now know, these cottages are, and, and like this springing up everywhere. Springing up everywhere. Yeah. And they're all successful. Yes. You know. But they're the answer, I suppose, to what's been happening in villages, which is losing their, their restaurants and their bars. And, of, course, and, 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 uh, of course it is. It is the answer. You yes. know. And it, it's great then that this answer is coming from the bottom up. It isn't coming from the top down. And that's the coming from the people themselves. And it's coming for the people. Yeah. You know, and I know you have Jim here with the other Jim Russell. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and Jim is steeped in the cooperative movement. Mm. And 
this is a cooperative project. Yes. It's, it's almost the spirit of Canon Hayes, I suppose, in an awful lot of ways. Well, and, 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 and we wouldn't want to leave uh, Horace Plunkett out of it either, <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you that much. I suppose, indeed. <laughs> um, you, you say you were really enamoured with the, the project when you heard about it, but did you imagine it would be the success that it is? Uh, I, 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 you know, in hindsight, I'd say no. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'd, ha I'd have to say no. So it's, you know, it's past and, expectations, really. Yeah, and if you see what they went through, you yeah. know, they had a lovely cottage up at the other end of yeah. the village, and then they moved down about 100 yards and started to develop where we're sitting today. And I watched this as it developed because they got some money from Leader, uh, the Leader program, and as you know, I'm involved yeah. in, in Leader in Tipperary. So, you know, it was great to see it, and it's great to see the help they got. Mm. But the most important thing is the help they got from their own community. And that's what we're hearing this morning, that yeah. sense of community and how yeah. important that is. As you say, Jim Russell is with us, a chairperson of uh, the cottage. I mean, it really, really, it is the envy of so many places at this point, Jim. It is excellent, and as you said, you've said it yourself a couple of times over the morning, the whole community put in behind it. Yeah. It's huge support and huge goodwill. And in from outside areas that put in and give a fierce uh, push forward to it. Mm. Uh, Can you remember when you first heard about the notion of doing this? Can you remember that? Well, I, I do well. Uh, and I'll tell you how it started was there's a marvellous character in the parish, uh, Marie Cormac. And she died, God rest her. And there was a wake down below. Maeve and Mary, like uh, Maeve O'Hare now and Mary Fogarty. Yes. Like the word they wanted, letting the neighbours down. They were in washing plates and drying plates and they started chatting among each other. Maeve had it for a long while previous, and she had said it was she'd love to have started the tea rooms. And Mary, then, who comes from just past the railway bridge, we probably came under it. Yes. She was born and reared in a shop in the village. And she remembered a time when there was a huge community around that and there was friendships and everyone had a place to go during the day more so rather than the night and the village was alive. And as Jim intimated earlier, since that time that she was there, that shop closed, the post office closed, Creamery closed, the other pub closed and Mary felt that the, the village was badly in need of something to revive it. So the two of them got together, put their heads together, they got to party, later in time they got party carpet and myself to bought us on board and found a cottage up the way. And uh, then it started from there. And I'd say, Jim said, would he see that happen? The two people that were pushing at that time, it was going to happen. The deter determination, it yes. couldn't stop. But you can have something that's a romantic notion, Jim, but it might make a, a, a successful business plan, if you know what I mean. Like, at what stage did you realise this is going to work? Uh, it took a long while, and uh, who was a huge help in all, right during all that period. It took a while, you said, financially, is it going to work? The cottage was got. It's Pat Killeen. Leader, leader's uh, money was a huge help, but I'd say at that time, who was even more than the money, was the encouragement to cajole and uh, given confidence was from Pat Killeen. He was yes. an excellent, excellent man. Without him, it probably still went ahead, but with a lot more nerves and a lot more scared. Pat got rid of that, gave us the confidence, or gave the girls the confidence to stay plugging yes. away, helped in every way he could, and afterwards, he went well, well beyond his job description, went, done more than he was expecting, could anyone expect from the job he had. So he was a great help to get over that 
scary period. Yes. And the same question that I asked Jim, I mean, where we are today, is the, I mean, listeners can hear the buzz yeah. that's happening around here. It's a marvellous, marvellous premise. Isn't it? Did you imagine, do, were you able to see that this would be the result at the end of the Down day? here, yes, because I knew... But I started above, it took a while, and it took a scary while. But I'd say what done it, Mary has a way about her. She is, I, I, there's a list here of the amount of awards and the amount of uh, publicity that she got down, down through the time, Tipperary, uh, the Irish Times, Cottage. Uh, and with her determination, she wasn't wouldn't have wouldn't have allowed it. Yes, yes. And that kept national it TV, national yeah. radio. I mean, it's been incredible. It's incredible. It? Yeah. I see a quote here from Doctor Simon Cook, a friend of yours, Jim, yeah. and he said it is probably one of the greatest uh, thoughts for the support of the local community in the last 20 years. He's a lecturer down at DCU. Yes. I thought that was as good as any plaque. And Jim, you were making the point that this comes from the bottom up as opposed yes. to the top down. Can we learn something from this, do you think, for to revive our communities? And just in general, can we learn something from this? Of course we can, and we're learning the whole time from it, because the way cottages like this have mushroomed and community shops have mushroomed in Ireland since this one opened mm. uh, 12, uh, 10 years ago. You know, I think that's very important. And Jim is talking about awards. The first award they got was uh, the, the, uh, an award from the Community Forum in North Tipperary. That was the first award that they won, and they won that in 2012. That award is out there in, on the windowsill. You know, and uh, and as he quite rightly said, uh, Jim mentioned Senan Cook. Now, Senan has been a real advocate for the bottom-up approach uh, to uh, mm. enterprises like this. And is that how rural Ireland will survive, Jim? Is, that, is, that, is, is this an example of that? Yes. Yes. That, uh, this, it, this, this is not just, government stuff. That no, really. this is one example. There are yes. many other examples, as you know. Uh, you know, there's a proposed uh, walk along Loch Derg from Ballinat. Yeah. Yeah. That, again, is something that's going to keep people in rural Ireland and, and give business. Mm. And that's very important. Jim, I suppose, you know, we always have to be growing. Um, what, what about the future, Jim? What, what thoughts are there? Uh, well, that's, what, that's why we're here in this business, because... We, we outgrew the cottage above yes. and never do we think we thought that was keep that full and we're doing very well. But this is growing and growing in popularity. We came down here again with the help of Leader Money and uh, it was rented it from David and Mary Ryan, mm. uh, lovingly restored by uh, Tony Kelly. And we have a capacity, I say now, where we're able to cater for retirement parties uh, after christenings now there's a few of them in here parties confirmation communions birthday parties and we're begin that's even beginning to swell that uh, as it is it's probably just being able to cater for those like that to, uh, to keep it going as well as it is and to keep it above water, uh, we'd be more than happy. But like that, we didn't expect the other one to have to move here. And who's to know? The Mr. future will take to grow. For the future, yeah. The other thing I love as well, and I've been hearing it all morning, Jim, is how you embrace people into the community here. And we're hearing the younger people moving back here, which is, you know, Which is excellent. It? it is very excellent. It is a lovely welcome. Walk in the door and you sit down at any table. You go down and you see someone hopping in, and they're not sit down, sat down two minutes, yeah. but they're part of that table. And uh, but that's 
probably more down to the staff. There's a staff here that there's nowhere in Ireland you could get the welcome and the friendliness and the inclusivity that they give to anyone they appear into the place. Yeah, I, I suppose, Jim, so far we haven't really acknowledged uh, the role of the farming community here in, in Lockmore as well. Uh, uh, of course, and uh, local people are supplying vegetables yeah. into the shop. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're supplying potatoes, uh, so you can buy local. So it's local produce here. They're local produce yeah. here in, in, in the shop, and that's uh, very important. We talk an awful lot about the the tea rooms but you also must remember that this is a village without a shop so now you can run down here and get the paper you can get your milk you can get your cornflakes and if you don't want to cook your breakfast you can get it here as well so that's very important i think there's one thing that we really must mention and i thought jim would play more on it and that was the coming together of the community to form the cooperative and to get share capital and I think that is one of the really good examples of what communities can do uh, to make sure that their community, village or an area, whatever it is, mm. is going to survive. Because that's how and rural Ireland is will survive. Is there guidance available, Jim, for that sort of a project? Oh, there is, and yeah. Jim will, will say yeah. it. Uh, many people, uh, people came over from the UK as far as, uh, you know, with the cooperative movement over there. Yeah. We had speakers here talking about uh, Horace Plunkett that I mentioned already. Mm. You know, there is help out there. And they will help you to set up any community to set up a cooperative yeah. and uh, that's the way it's do, do you want to have a go. word with me about that jim well, and the importance uh, of ICAST are the overseeing body of all co-ops in ireland yes and uh, like this and no matter what you're running it has to be run with good governance mm. or else you could mark yourself of course trouble. yes ICAST have a template there for to give the governance down for uh all creameries and marts and all that water schemes but now they're trying to diversify and trying to encourage uh, smaller entities like this uh, you're, you're, it's a recipe for disaster if the, corporate, if the governance part course, isn't kept right into the future goes, yes. which is excellently right accounts have to be uh, done kept every year AGMs have to be held and uh, they're a huge encouragement then in they did give financial help as well as given the verbal uh, yeah, yeah, instruction and support yes. into this. And, and they're, they're fierce keen, and to see how excellent this has improved the village a lot more, they're fierce keen to spread this concept to other parts of Ireland and, and their advertising. And, and that is happening indeed. Jim, at the risk of having people queuing up at your door, give a bit of advice. If there's people from villages around the county listening to us this morning saying we'd, we'd like a piece of that we'd like to be involved what what's your advice to them my advice to them is to come together to have a meeting they need somebody to drive it whoever that person is in 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 the locality come together have a brainstorming and say what do we need for our community what's the one thing we need the most mm. and then go after it just don't let the idea float out the window uh, after the meeting. Right. Put, get somebody in charge of it and go out and but do it. But again, in your experience, you need committed people. Of course, though, of course, yeah. of course you need committed people. Jim is quite right. Was it not for Mary and Maeve yeah. who yeah. drove it? Yes. Somebody has to drive it. And once 
people see that some that something is happening, they will then come come on board. Yeah, and that's what happened here. Jim, a bit of advice for for villages out there. I, I, Mary, Mary will kill me to say this, but I said the greatest, greatest bit of advice any new enterprise, and she's done it already, would be to contact Mary. Right. The amount of advice and support she's done. I, I, I there was named uh, one in your own area, Anna Carty. Yes. Yeah. Clark Chard and Money Gone. A beautiful one after all than mine now, yeah. our neighbour in Paris. So I believe, but, yeah. That's uh, brilliant. And, and, yeah. But Mary has been uh, a mentor and an advisor and uh, helped him and an encourager as well. Yes. And, and then again, leader is a huge part of it. I mean, finance is finance. Of course. Uh, but Mary, Mary has plenty to be doing, but now she, she never says no for a. I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't, indeed. Time. Before I let you go, Jim, I know you want to mention some drama that's happening in, in Holy Cross. Okay, look at Holy Cross Ballycall Drama Group uh, are putting on their Christmas production two one-act plays uh, first one is called When I Snap My Fingers and you can try to work that one out yourself and the other one is Mary 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 there are two comedies uh, they're taking place on Friday Saturday and Sunday in the community hall in the Holy Cross. Very good indeed. Do I see lovely Mary here? Your own Mary? My own Mary is here, I see yes. her peeping around the door yeah, there yes, as well. Yes. But my best to her as well. Jim Finn, thank you. Jim Russell, real thank pleasure you, to be here, Jim. Thanks, thank, thank you so thank much you. indeed. We'll take a break back with more in just a moment. Thank you. FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecone, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecone, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery's Garage.com Welcome back to the cottage in Lockmore. We have that competition still open for you if you want to win uh, afternoon tea for two at the cottage. All you have to do is text 083 Give us your name, your address, and if you put cottage on it, we'll put you into the draw and we will announce the winner of that just before the end of uh, the programme today. If you've just joined us, this is part of our tour of the villages of the county and it finds us in Lockmore uh, today and the hospitality here is absolutely fantastic. Let's meet some more people. Glad to be joined now around the table here by Maria Eviston. Her mum Peggy is with us as well and Siobhan McGran. You're all extremely welcome indeed. Maria, can I go to you first of all because ladies football tell me about ladies football locally. It was played a couple of years ago. Um, my auntie Bernie, I think, was Siobhan's mother, was on the last team that was here in Lockmore. And there was chats going on around, mainly in the pub, between people. <laughs> so I love that, mainly in the pub. Yeah, yeah. There was conversations going on that people were interested in playing, and it was kind of started by... Um, my cousin John Ryan, his wife, she's from Waterford and she's moved down and, and obviously wanted to have some sort of an outlet in the area. So happened to start a conversation with people and then um, I had moved home from Canada and been involved in uh, in committees over in, in Canada in Vancouver. So I had an idea of what it was like to, to run and set up a club. So I took the conversations and got people to put shoulders to the wheel so we set up the it started off with mothers and others we just thought of set up a social thing see how we'd get on with it and then we were having 60 and 70 people turn up a training initially Go on. and wow. various age groups and stuff so we said right we have enough people here to actually set up a junior team alongside the mothers and others team so we went ahead and did that we missed the league with the timing of it mm. so we missed out on those kind of probably it was a successful year but crucial game time for people yes. anyway um, but we went straight into championships so we had 
four four round robin matches or three round robin matches, a semi final and a final. So like five or six games was all we played last year. Mm. So we're looking forward to this year now getting to put in um, a team into the league and our hope is to set up an additional junior team so we won junior B county final in October so we're now into junior A and the plan is to set up hopefully a junior D or junior C team so we can kick on from there we had a panel of 35 for the county final. But isn't that incredible? Because, yeah. you know, other other clubs and communities, they're finding it very hard to field teams. Yeah, and it's various ages. And so, because, say, myself, I'd have played with Siobhan in Lockmore and, say, Fiona McGrath, Kira Johnson, Patricia McGrath and a couple other girls our age, we would have played together and all played in drum camogie. But then we played like Neve Connolly and Lorraine Burke are playing and then there's the younger cohort we've de- from... I won't say what the upper age age <laughs> group is, but like Be careful, though, 16, 17 year olds is the younger, and then there's us ones in the middle. Yeah. Around the 30 mark. So it would be like teens, 20s, 30s, and a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and are women using this sort of for fitness regimes as well as everything else? Is that is that sort of part of it as well as the, the football? Um, I think it's the competitiveness it? of it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because. Mothers and others would have been enough if we didn't have the competitive edge. So the purpose of setting up the junior then is to meet the competitive needs of the people and right. to like to drive on the one for results and to play. Very good. So, I mean, intrigued at uh, the Canadian uh, uh, aspect of this. That you, how long were you in Canada? Uh, six and a half years. Right. So wow. yeah, and I was. Um, chairperson of the ISSC Vancouver for two years over there for of the GA club and stuff. Right, very good. So you brought all of that experience back here. It's different, but like, yeah, really translatable. She, she says it's different with a big <laughs> smile. So do you, do you, do you want to explain that? Oh, uh, uh, it's easier to get things done over there because <laughs> nobody's really ro- watching you in the room. Right. It's not being thrown down on the table as much as it is here, I suppose. So it's easier kind of move on and get things done whereas here it's just a little bit trickier and, right. stuff, and county board meetings and all that stuff uh, indeed uh, your mum Peggy is with us as well and Maria made several references there to mothers and others will you will you explain to the people who might know about mothers and others Peggy well she alluded that we didn't have a competitive edge but I'd like to differ we do it's going to be a row <laughs> in the family here now isn't it no basically it was for fun but what I I have met so many young mothers young wives would say have moved into the parish mm. and all of a sudden they're a part of the community they know everybody yeah it's not just going to the matches with their husbands looking at who's this who's that so we train once a week we have a very social outlet after training and that we play blitzes <laughs> and in fairness maria did a lot of work with that but we have two great trainers philip hickey and um stephen ryan who i have to say have super patience but yeah. we have great crack we have great fun we we and we love the little bit of competitiveness in the blitzes and, and some of the women that take part i mean uh, would they necessarily have a history of playing football oh no, no. there's girls that would never have played no. and they're really enjoying it and you know that's that's what mothers and others is it embraces everybody and you get to know people you you know you take everybody at their own pace and people join in pull out whenever they feel like it and have a laugh and right. That's very yeah. good, but there's a whole social element oh, to it. Absolutely. Well. Yeah. We've had our Christmas yeah. night out two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Does it help that this is a bit of a football island anyway within the county, if you know what I mean? It probably does. And I have to say, from my point of view, I have never worn a lot more jersey. And I, I mean, 
it, the pride in that is just... Is it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And my neighbour, Armand, written across my chest. It doesn't get any better than that. You know, yeah. it, it's... Like, we've spent our lives going to matches, taking the youngsters. I was... I was delighted to say a little young for the senior team that had been here already I do have an under 16 All-Ireland football medal but I, I didn't play for the club as such so. Right. Yeah, that pride is huge. That's very good. And so many people willing to take part as well. I oh, mean, absolutely. And so the future you know, is secure, I suppose. Yeah, and we still will have mothers and others if they set up a second junior team, I think. Right, OK. Are you so, going to have a row once we go off air with Maria about not. that comment? <laughs> no. No, no, no. No. All for one, one for all. <laughs> it's, it's lovely, though, that, like, it's a special thing to be able to, when we set this up, like, to go down training, to be able to train with your mother. And I never played with my younger sister either. So, like, to get both sides of it is great. And, like, Siobhan's mother and her, her sister, Mary, like, to be able to go down and kick football with your aunties and your mother and all your cousins right. and your friends and stuff, it's different. Yeah. Well, it's as different. as it's mother, I have to say, one particular night, we met Willie coming out from training. Connor was training the juniors the three girls were with them and I was with mothers and others and I said sure isn't this super <laughs> but isn't it super? Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely you know you'd be so proud to be able yeah. to join them and okay I might do a huge amount but it's uh, I'm really really enjoying it is she it. tough on the, on the field Maria is she yeah she got they did they did awards this year and she did two two opposites she got messer of the year and player of the year so. very good indeed you've been uh, mentioning Siobhan there Siobhan McGrath is with us as well uh, Camogie with uh, Drum and Inch uh, tell, tell me about that because you, you have a big game this weekend haven't you yeah we've uh, seen all Ireland semi-final this week um, on Saturday at one o'clock in Ashburn against Loch Eel so right. they're the Ulster champions so Please God, it all keeps going well and the winning streak continues and we'll be out the following weekend in All-Ireland Final. Yeah, because there's, Park, so there's been a real winning, winning streak, hasn't there? There's been yeah. great success here. Tell, tell us about that. So, I suppose the bunch of players we have at Drummond Inch at the moment, we've been very lucky. We've won four county finals in a row. Um, like, we've a panel there of 30-plus. Um, we even have a junior team up there as well. There's 11 girls in the, par the parish of Lockmore playing with Drum. We've been playing all the way up underage with them and... You know, it may be a different parish, but it still means as much as us to be winning with drum and more. Of course, um, yeah. It's, no, it's great and to still be playing and training at this time of the year. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, when you look out there today, the sun is shining, the sky is blue. You know, it's you usually have the snow out there now. Absolutely. We were talking to Noel McGrath about that earlier on as well. Um, what do you put the success down to? Obviously, I mean, the skill is the obvious thing, but what, what else is there about the club, do you think? I suppose it's the commitment there and there's the friendships. Yeah. Like, that stands for a lot if girls girls are buy into it all and give the commitment on and off the field it'll lead to success mm. um, and the group that's there at the moment like it's a very tight tight group yes. um, and look hopefully the success will continue in Drummond and Chikamogi for a long time more yeah, what, what about facilities and all of that I mean is that all available to you or do you yeah, have yeah we're actually very lucky at the moment um, we're training in the rag on the ball wall and on the pitch and we also get Kugilla here in Lockmore uh, they've been very good to us on a Wednesday evening we train over there at half seven and Let's bring us food and stuff for after it. So, um, yes. like, we're extremely, extremely lucky. The club facilities that we have, both in Drag and Lockmore. That, that you're looked after. And, and tell me about the, 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 I mean, as if you're an old one yourself, but the, the young ones coming up, I mean, are they there? Is the young talent there? Is yeah, there? like, we had a girl come on now in the Munster final, Katie O'Dwyer from Upchurch, she came on and scored three points, you know, in the space of ten minutes. So we definitely have the young blood coming through and it's pushing on the older blood, like... Mm. I won't put myself in that age bracket yet, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I think I am all right. Right. Um, 
But no, there's definitely the young ones coming through and that leads to the success as well. You're not relying on the same 15 year in, year out. People are pushing for their spots and competitiveness is great at training. People are hitting on and off the ball. Even the week just gone, my two knees are split open from Maria and Peggy's sister and daughter. Um, right? so, I mean, when you're there's getting a lot the of blame like going on here, <laughs> But once you can leave and you're still smiling at the end of training, it doesn't matter. Right. I pre- presume you played football, football as well. So I didn't play this year. I had a baby there five months ago. Oh, baby Quiva. So yeah. that's her making noise in the background there. Yeah. Fantastic. So yeah. I just went back to Camogie about two months ago. Uh, right. Football was coming towards the end. So I said, I'll wait till this year and put on the football boots then in January, February, whenever that begins well, yeah, again. Yeah, uh, Maria, we were talking about the sense of place all morning, I suppose. Coming back from Canada, I mean, and, and to such a tight-knit community and all of that. Is there anything similar like that in, in Canada, is it? Oh, yeah, big time, because it, it's very easy when you go over there. We join the GA club and you fall in kind of with them and they become your family along with your friends and you don't have... The family commitments that you kind of have at home don't exist over there, so you're spending all your time with these people, and it's a really tight knit, lovely community like our GA club. The and it's a, after expanding a lot, so mm. and the Irish community over there, <clears throat> like um, we have some an older man passed away there Jimmy Spearn was his name and he I've never seen anyone like him he knew everybody in the pub and if he met you he'd managed to find a connection with someone he knew at home and he's been living there for years and years with his wife yes. and he'd get people meet someone in the pub I've, I, do you play GA here's here's all the clubs so I'll give you a contact for this club this club and it's people like him then would kind of yeah, I call yeah. him my Irish granddad in, yeah. uh, in Vancouver. But he kind of instills that sense of Irishness and community in people then as well. And, like, yeah, it's it's kind of reminding me of here, I yes. suppose, um, because, like you said, Lockmore is a really tight-knit community, so course, it's yeah, very easy it, to It just back. goes to show you that the GAA can be a link where, wherever it is. Absolutely. That, that you, yeah. you go. All right, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break, but Maria and Peggy, thank you so much. And uh, lovely Siobhan has gone off to uh, to look after to look after that little baby as well. So well done, indeed. Thanks, thanks, thanks very friend. much indeed for, for dropping into us today. We are here um, live from the cottage in Lockmore. Now, the afternoon tea is going to Bridget Fogarty of Ballypatrick. Well done to you, Bridget. Congratulations to you uh, as well. And if you haven't been here to the cottage uh, in the past you will certainly love the experience here. just ask for Mary and say that we sent you it's uh, as simple as that now let's continue uh, to chat to people uh, locally because I'm delighted to be joined by Brendan Marr and by Pat Cullen and Pat Healy is with us uh, as well so um, let me let me turn to to Brendan first of all Brendan good morning to you and uh, good to see you today, Brendan. Um, uh, both with Castellini, and uh, for people not familiar with the whole geography of, of the area, the clubs are twinned, of course. Will you will you just give us a bit more yeah, background on, yeah, on that? Yeah, it's the parish. It's the parish of Lockmore, yes. Castellini. Um, Pat Cullen here beside me can give you more detailed history as to when we joined up and mm. stuff like that. But it's both parishes, uh, Lockmore, Castellini, joined up. Um, that's that is our GA club and. I suppose from a population point of view, we're running on a population of between a thousand and 
1100 people right. from the oldest to the youngest in the parish so it's very important that we kind of keep together yeah join up as much as we can and do as much as we can together and i think we we endeavor to do that and I mean, how does that work in terms of fair play be, be, between both aspects of the of, of the club there's no I, genuinely speaking i don't think there's any issue in that in terms that we all like winning yes and we always like to put out the best team and look people work very hard in the club and there's a great sense of unity within the club um, and there is no issues with that like the, the players come as a unit now I have four, four of my own sons play with the club and the friendships you know it's not just they're not just friendly with Castellani people it's it, the friendship is within the club Yes, and it's one unit. There's no Castellani not more. It's one unit. Is it, isn't that great to see 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 that uh, indeed? Now, as you say, Pat Cullen is with us. Pat, can I get you to to speak into yeah. to that microphone for for me? Um, what about that, Pat? I mean, in terms of the the combination of Castellani and Lockmore, when did that begin? If you just That's, got close. Uh, to well, back back to years. Sorry, back to years. Uh, it was there, and then there was a, a split up in in the fifties for five or six years. And then the parish rule came in, and then to the fifties, so you could only have one one uh, club in a rural parish. Yeah. So the two sides joined up again, um, but some of the best matches in then to the fifties and things were between the two sides of the parish, and uh, and there were great games. I can remember when I wa- I was well was a good teenager at that stage. So, but um, great great rivalry. Pat. Great rivalry, yeah. yeah. There was great rivalry, but your honest to God rivalry is nothing wrong with it, but. Then when we joined up, it took a few years maybe for it to gel, especially with, with the older older players and things. And we were probably going through a lean period at that time in adults, whereas the underage were, were going well. But, but for, so we didn't win a county title from, say, 55 till 73. Yeah. And then the, the next generation came and have been going fairly okay since. Fairly okay to say the, the yeah. very least. What, what do you put down the considerable success over the years to, Pat? Well, sir, there's the talent that's there. If you haven't the talent, you won't, you won't uh, win, win much. And if you could gel them all together, and as Brendan says, the nicest thing is whether you're from Castellani or Lockmore, you're part of the team, and that's it. And everybody wants to see the best team for house. And then we cater, we have juniors and we have junior C's now that caters for the people that aren't as well as showing on a bit and the younger lads and all them things are good. And, and it's great to see that being the case as well. Pat Healy is with us as well. Pat is Vice uh, President of uh, Lockmore uh, GA Club. Pat, good morning to you and thanks very much indeed for, for, for coming into us uh, good today. Um, the, the health of the club, Pat, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a very healthy club, isn't it? Oh, yes, it is, uh, Fran. Very, very healthy club, I suppose. Um, I'm, after giving 39 years as PRO of the club, uh, from 83 up until last year wow. and um, in that period of time I think we've won 26 adult county finals which is phenomenal that's incredible that's from minor up yeah uh, including uh, 15 county football finals uh, we have won uh, we have won four county senior hurling finals and a monster club final in 2007 along with minor under 21 so, so. It's, it's, it's been an incredible success story indeed. Uh, there's so much more to a club than the players and the matches and stuff because financially uh, a club has to look after itself as well. Pat. Is, is that always an issue? 
Yes, as far as sports, it's getting more of an issue in nowadays, like the way the economy went there in 2008, and I suppose it made things very difficult to collect money and that. Mm. But uh, fortunately, like we, we, we got around it and we had some very successful campaigns in um, collecting money, you know, mm. particularly there a couple of years ago, we done a chaser and which realised a huge amount of money for it. But we have spent an awful lot of money in recent times in the club. Mm. Um, we have top facilities at the moment with AstroTurf and but all costs in big money. But fortunately, like we, we, we got around it, like, and while we are in a bit in debt, but we, we'll survive it, like, you know, we'll fight it out and get through it. Very, very good. Brendan, what are you looking forward to in uh, 2023? I, I suppose more, more of the same. Yeah. I, I think the, the key thing, and I was, I was at the juvenile AGM last night, the key thing for us in the senior club is the, the amount of players that are coming through and helping to feed the senior team, the intermediate team and the junior teams going forward. And um, Joe Ryan and Yvonne Doyle have done tremendous work over the last five years to maintain that yes. um, uh, continu the continuation of players coming through, and they're doing it very successfully. And what am I look looking forward to? That that all our teams, I suppose, really go out and do themselves justice. And if that brings us titles, well and good. But we always aim to be the very best we can. And Pat made reference there to our facilities. We have an AstroTurf now and we have a gym. And yes. it's up to us to provide the players with the facilities to be the best they can. And the players themselves have responded in light to that. And even now, I'd say if you went down to the field in Chugilla, I'd say there's people in the gym just training, just working, set, yeah. just doing yeah, their own yeah. programs. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's coming from them. Pat, for, funny enough, uh, Tom McGrath made a very similar point to me earlier on this morning that it's not always about silverware. Uh, you know, uh, success can be measured in, in other ways as well. Well, that's, that's, very, that's very true, Fran, because uh, a couple of years ago we used to help with Junior C team. And, and, you know, it was for lads that were shoving on a bit, say, in their late 30s and 40s, and we had lads 21 and less playing in that as well. And... A lot of them wouldn't have known the, the older people, older players wouldn't have known the younger players. But since since uh, that team, so often they started doing a bit of training together, maybe once a week or on a Sunday morning as well. They've all got to know one another, all buddy, friends now. Otherwise, like from one side of the parish to the other, they, they wouldn't ha ha have been mixing that much. And and I I think that's a great that's a great part of it. Everybody everybody is connected to everybody else from, from the sense of trying to do their best for, for the club and that's the important part if, you, you don't have to have success every year but if you can compete you can compete to your full potential that's all you need from anybody Alright, well it's lovely to see you all and thanks very much indeed Brendan Maher, Pat Cullen and Pat Healy thanks very much indeed for coming in to us we'll take a break, we'll be right back to you Join the conversation in Tipperary contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com Welcome back to the cottage in uh, Lockmore. Now, Lockmore Drama Group, by the way, they're producing uh, John B. Keane's uh, Mall 
in early March and there's still time to participate in that because they're holding readings tonight at the Lockmore Community Centre at about half past seven there. So if you're interested in being part of the drama group, that's where you should find yourself to tonight. Now, fresh from her Lifetime Achievement Award for her contribution to Irish music, I'm delighted to be joined by Kathleen Nesbitt. Good morning to you, Kathleen. Good morning, Fran. Nice to see you. And nice to see you again. Many congratulations to you. That, that's a fantastic award. Well, thank you so much. It was um, an absolutely wonderful award, and uh, I didn't expect it, and uh, I definitely appreciated it, though. Yeah. And a lifetime achievement, a lifetime of music, Kathleen. I mean, was it always trad music for you? It was. It was always trad music from when I was very young, because my mother was a fiddle player, and um, I just picked up the fiddle when I was seven or eight, and... Uh, she really taught me, yeah. although I wasn't really conscious of um, of being taught as such. I right. just thought I was playing for my mother, but I was actually being taught at home. So that was back in Roscommon, long time ago. Right. So that 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 was a very natural way of getting involved with the music, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, it was. It wasn't uh, uh, as as you have nowadays, and, and it's very wonderful too uh, to have music classes for young children, and yes. you have your teacher and all the rest. But uh, I, I learned at home there were no music classes at the time. Yeah. Uh, and indeed, um, not very many um, traditional fiddle players, youngsters at the time, it was mostly old, old people. Yeah. Because music was, um, Irish music was kind of at a low ebb at the time. Mm. Um, but it vastly improved later on with... Um, with um, the beginning of Coates' Kyotori. Of course, and a huge revival then and at that point. a huge yeah. revival and so many young people playing. But uh, when I was young, uh, they were just a small number. Yes. T tell me about teaching, uh, Kathleen, because I always found teaching music extremely difficult and really, really tiring and stuff. But you've dedicated your life to it. I mean, is it something you enjoy doing? I actually do enjoy it. Yeah. I do. And, uh, I, well, I wouldn't say that it's easy. It's not easy. Yeah. And it is tiring. But <laughs> while, while, it's, while, while the class is happening, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy very young children starting off on their tin whistle. Yeah. And um, you can imagine the sounds. And <laughs> it, can be, it can be very interesting. But um, it's lovely. And starting different instruments then poses other challenges. You yes. know? So children usually start on the tin whistle at around... Um, six or seven around that age and then as they get a little bit older they might they may have some instrument in mind or an instrument at home that that they have yeah so yeah. they may take up the fiddle or the flute or the accordion and so um i helped them along and have done for years in fact mary out there um mary mary fogarty yeah, yeah. Uh, i taught her the accordion did you mm. And right. Mary plays. Right. Oh, very good. Pity we didn't know we would we have, have to, 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 to bring in the accord. You, you, you moved from Roscommon. Did you become immersed in the Tipperary, the Paddy O'Brien style and all of that, and of, the, of that style of music? Did you? Uh, no, I, I wouldn't say so. Uh, I'd be more immersed in the North Roscommon and the Sligo yeah. style. Yeah. Uh, and then I was in Dublin, and that's where I met my husband, uh, John, and he's from Lockmore. So right. it was after we came down here to Tipperary that I... I um, heard all the Paddy O'Brien yes, yeah. um, 
music, which was fantastic too. Yes. Uh, a little different in style. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and of course, we all know your daughter Maraid as well, a Celtic woman, and a huge success. Uh, you must have been yes. so proud of her, yeah? Yes, absolutely. They are, and they still remain a huge success, yeah. the Celtic woman. And Maraid enjoyed it. Um, very much. Uh, she is freelance now and uh, yeah. does concerts and different things. And Kelsey um, um, Woman continues to be yes, a great of success. Course, yeah. But she was, not only is she a fantastic musician, but a great show person and entertainer as well, you know, which is so well, much more. She's quite a you. personality, all yes, right. Absolutely. Quite a personality. You have the fiddle with you. Will you play us a tune, Kathleen? I, w I will, of course. Yeah, we'd be delighted if you would. Okay. I'll just play a jig and um, we'll see how that sounds. Excellent. So this is Kathleen Nesbitt live with us today in Lockmore. playing Kathleen thank you so much thank and you. lovely to see you today thanks nice and to give my best friend. to your family and to Miranda thank, thank you so much thank today you. Kathleen Nesbeth alright then we are going uh, out to Ellie who's in a different part of the cottage and she's got some very special people uh, with her indeed Ellie good morning to you yeah. now yeah, we're going to Ellie now. You're in the outdoor sitting room, and you might be surprised to hear that the entire, the entire National School of 80 pupils and teachers are all here. <laughs> Just to give a shout, say hi to Fred. So that's everyone here from Lockmore National School. We couldn't, of course, go through all 80, but we have a few here. Just tell us your name, what class you're in. I'm a Birkenland in sixth class. In sixth. And yourself? Mm. What's your name? Leah. Leah, what class are you in, Leah? Mm, seniors. Seniors. And what's your name? Jean. What class are you in, Jean? Seniors. Seniors. And you? My name is Moira, and I am in fourth class. Fourth class. My name is Ella Sheehan, and I'm in second class. Second class. My name is Ella Maher, and I'm in sixth class. 
My name is Philip Walsh and I'm in sixth class. And Philip, I know a lot of you have a big match on later on this afternoon. Tell me about that. Um, we have the league finals, so there's four captains and your the name in the team is your the townland of your captain. Or the townland and so there's two matches and there's two finals going on. Who's gonna win? Um, Brownstown. <laughs> <laughs> now I know Santi's coming in a couple of weeks. Are we all ready for Santi? Yeah. Are we all being good? Because yeah. I know I heard a couple of no's. We'll have Santa's Robin will be out today, so you better all be careful. I know you wanted to tell me a few jokes as well. Give me one. Um, why? What do you call Santa on a beach? I've no idea. Sandy Claus. Oh, very good. Keep that. That's a Christmas cracker one anyway. We'll definitely find that. Now, I know time is running short on us, so what we're going to do is everyone is going to sing Jingle Bells. So are we all ready and I'll count you down? Already at the back. Okay, so... Actually, while Moontor Oshin is getting ready, what I did want to mention, and Mary Fogarty is wearing it as well today, a few of the lads have on these amazing jerseys. Moontor Oshin, just tell us about these jerseys. I know they're very new. Yeah, they're very new, guys. We were only after getting them about two weeks ago, and we're absolutely delighted with the new jerseys. And just a couple of people on behalf of the school that I'd like to thank, first of all, Mary. The cottage is proudly on the, on the front of the jersey now, and they're always looking after us, so thanks a million to Mary. Secondly, the Parents Association, uh, Michelle Cleary there is the chairperson, so thanks to her and also to the school. And finally, Burke Sports and Urine for designing jerseys. We're absolutely delighted with them and we'll proudly wear them into the future. Yeah, they're a gorgeous jersey. Are we all ready for a song? So, okay, I'll count you down. And after that, then we're going to turn on the lights. Mary's standing by ready to turn on the lights on the Christmas tree. So after our song, then we'll do that. So, ready to sing in three, two, one. from Lockmore National School singing Jingle Bells. And that brings to an end our show in Lockmore. But what we're going to do before we hand back to you, Fran, Mary is going to officially turn on the Christmas tree lights here at the cottage. So what we'll get all the kids to do is maybe count down from five and then we'll have the big lights. Okay, so in five, five four, three, two, one. Yay! Yay!
Happy Christmas from the Outdoor City Room. Back to you, Fred. Happy Christmas indeed. Didn't that sound fantastic? Well done to you all out there. And uh, the light's officially on here in the cottage in Lockmore. That's it uh, from us for today. My thanks to Mary Fogarty, who looked after us so well this morning and hosted the programme. Thanks to uh, Ali, thanks to Emma, thanks to Davin, who was a tremendous help to us earlier on as well. That's it. Uh, Stephen's on the way with the Time Tunnel, and we will talk to you tomorrow. You look after yourselves, won't you? From Lockmore. Bye-bye. Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.